Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. show it's thursday september the 30th can you believe it's going to be october my goodness one day you use an air conditioner the next day you switch to the heat well i'm not drinking uh colombian blend tonight i'm drinking uh, hot blueberry tea with two raw sugars let me take a sip Mm. that's pretty good actually you know not all tea is good green tea you know it's all right but the blueberry yeah this is uh, savory as we say. Well, tonight uh, we're supposed to have on a special guest, Michael Fortner, to talk about the approaching apocalypse. And uh, we're waiting for Michael to dial in, but that's okay, because what I'm going to play for you is a sound file. It takes about seven minutes. Uh, Zoe Mortal sent this to me. It is called Muslim Demographics. Uh, you're going to find this very interesting. So here we go. Stand by while I queue it up. According to research, in order for a culture to maintain itself for more than 25 years, there must be a fertility rate of 2.11 children per family. With anything less, the culture will decline. Historically, No culture has ever reversed a 1.9 fertility rate. A rate of 1.3, impossible to reverse. Because it would take 80 to 100 years to correct itself. And there is no economic model that can sustain a culture during that time. In other words, if two sets of parents each have one child, there are half as many children as parents. If those children have one child, then there are one-fourth as many grandchildren as grandparents. If only a million babies are born in 2006, it's hard to have two million adults enter the workforce in 2026. As the population shrinks, so does the culture. As of 2007, 
The fertility rate in France was 1.8, England 1.6, Greece 1.3, Germany 1.3, Italy 1.2, Spain 1.1. Across the entire European Union of 31 countries, the fertility is a mere 1.38. Historical research tells us these numbers are impossible to reverse. In a matter of years, Europe as we know it will cease to exist. Yet the population of Europe is not declining. Why? Immigration. Islamic immigration. Of all population growth in Europe since 1990, 90% has been Islamic immigration. France. 1.8 children per family. Muslims, 8.1. In southern France, traditionally one of the most populated church regions in the world, there are now more mosques than churches. 30% of children ages 20 and younger are Islamic. In the larger cities such as Nice, Marseille, and Paris, that number has grown to 45%. By 2027, one in five Frenchmen will be Muslim. In just 39 years, France will be an Islamic Republic. In the last 30 years, the Muslim population of Great Britain rose from 82,000 to 2.5 million, a 30-fold increase. There are over 1,000 mosques, many of them former churches. In the Netherlands, 50% of all newborns are Muslim, and in only 15 years, half of the population of the Netherlands will be Muslim. In Russia, there are over 23 million Muslims. That's one out of five Russians. 40% of the entire Russian army will be Islamic in just a few short years. Currently in Belgium, 25% of the population and 50% of all newborns are Muslim. The government of Belgium has stated one-third of all European children will be born to Muslim families by 2025, just 17 years away. The German government, the first to talk about this publicly, recently released a statement saying, the fall in the German population can no longer be stopped. Its downward spiral is no longer reversible. It will be a Muslim state by the year 2050. Muammar al-Qaddafi of Libya said, There are signs that Allah will grant victory to Islam in Europe without swords, without guns, without conquest. We don't need terrorists. We don't need homicide bombers. The 50-plus million Muslims in Europe will turn it into a Muslim continent within a few decades. There are currently 52 million Muslims in Europe. The German government said that number is expected to double in the next 20 years to 104 million. Closer to home, the numbers tell a similar story. Right now, Canada's fertility rate is 1.6, nearly a full point below what is required to sustain a culture. And Islam is now the fastest growing religion. Between 2001 and 2006, Canada's population increased 
by 1.6 million, 1.2 of those, immigration. In the United States, the current fertility rate of American citizens is 1.6. With the influx of the Latino nations, the rate increases to 2.11, the bare minimum required to sustain a culture. In 1970, there were 100,000 Muslims in America. Today, there are over 9 million. The world is changing. It's time to wake up. Three years ago, a meeting of 24 Islamic organizations was held in Chicago. The transcripts of that meeting showed in detail their plans to evangelize America through journalism, politics, education, and more. They said, we must prepare ourselves for the reality that in 30 years, there will be 50 million Muslims living in America. The world that we live in is not the world in which our children and grandchildren will live. The Catholic Church recently reported that Islam has just surpassed their membership numbers. Some studies show that at Islam's current rate of growth, in five to seven years, it will be the dominant religion of the world. As believers, we call upon you to join the effort to share the gospel message with the changing world. This is a call to action. And this is the Omega Man Radio Show. This is a live program. We're going to have special guest on Michael Fortner. Guest website is BibleProphecyRevealed.us. He's going to be our special guest tonight. We're going to be talking about the approaching apocalypse. We also have co-host tonight, Zoe Mortal, live from Texas. So without further delay, let's bring the gentleman on. First, we'll get Zoe. Zoe, are you on the line with us tonight? Yes, Shannon. How are you, my brother? I'm doing good, my friend. Thank you for coming on tonight. And I think we have Michael on the other line. Let me activate the line. Michael, are you on the line with us tonight? I'm on the line. Praise God. Thank you for joining the show tonight, Michael. Okay. Amen. Uh, and Michael, um, you have a website. It's called uh, BibleProphecyRevealed.us. Is that your main website? Uh, yeah, that's my main one. I have uh, several others, but uh, that's the one that uh, I have a blog on as well. And I put articles on there. Uh, most of the articles are from uh, other places that I uh, get off the Internet that are relevant to the subject. Yes, sir. Well, praise God. Well, Zoe... Um I'm going to turn the mic over to you, my friend. Uh, you had a, uh, a list of uh, questions and some things we wanted to talk with Michael on tonight. And, uh, you know, this is a great uh, program title, The Approaching Apocalypse, because, Michael, uh, I believe that that is uh, what's upon us, my friend. I believe that we are in the, in the last uh, days of this age, and um, a lot of people are asking the question, you know, what's next? What are these four horsemen about? So, uh, Zoe, let me give you the mic, my friend. Amen, Shannon. Thank you. And hey, Mike, how are you doing, brother? All right. All right. Well, listen, you and I have talked on the phone several times, and uh, I had the privilege to read read Mike's original copy of his book about a year ago. And um, actually, I found it fascinating. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it lined up with a lot of what the Lord was showing me through, through study. And uh, it is controversial, though. And a lot of the body of Christ here, I, I don't believe they are in... And then, though, on some of these things, that's why we're actually going to discuss this. So me and Mike put a bunch of questions together. Uh, bear with us, because um, we're going to try to get through them within the hour. 
And, uh, Mike, the first thing I wanted to ask you was um, the history of the Muslim-Christian-Jewish, uh, you know, grouping. I know that this, this, these wars uh, that, that the horsemen represent have been going on. Uh, Muslims have been killing Christians and Jews since it began. What part will, will Islam play in these last days, Mike? Uh, well, it will play a, a major role uh, since it will be the beast of revelation. Uh, and its previous heads of the beast uh, are mentioned in Daniel. The Muslims have uh, uh, been the arch enemy of Christians and Jews uh, since the founding of Islam. I mean, they say uh, that uh, the day of judgment will not end until all the Jews are dead and the Muslims will be responsible for killing them. And uh, there's there's no secret conspiracy uh, uh, needed, you know, for, to take over the world for you know the rising of the beast. It's not going to be a, a secret uh, organization. Uh, the Muslims openly declare uh, their desire to control the world, and according to politicalislam.com, already 250 million people have died in Islamic wars of conquest. Wow. So this could be documented, Googled, and checked up on, yes? Correct. Wow. Well, you know, like I said, I, you know, a lot of Muslim friends I have, they, you know, I've talked to them. They're peaceful people. You know, they seem like cool Americans, you know, but yet the Bible declares that this will happen. So we see this radical sect, uh, the Sharia law breaking in here. And I think Americans since 9-11 are, are, are waking up to the fact that we are in danger and this thing is growing. Um, so let me ask you a question. Uh, Islam, is it, it's in Daniel, right? Uh, For oh, example, yes. Daniel let, let 11, me, right? Uh, give me, let me get an example from Daniel 11. Uh, okay. It, it talks about the king that exalts himself. Uh, it, that could apply to uh, Allah or even to Muhammad. Okay. It says that he will show no regard uh, to the God of his fathers, uh, but will exalt himself above them all. Well, Muhammad exalted Allah above all the other 360 gods that were represented in the Kaaba, which is the uh, uh, black box uh, holy house in Mecca. And he forbid worship of all of those gods except Allah only. And so he did exactly what the scripture said. And it right. says that, that he will sweep through them like a flood, uh, which is exactly what happened uh, when Islamic armies came out of Arabia and conquered the Middle East. Uh, within 40 years, they had taken Palestine, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, Lebanon, and Egypt. Right, and that was like a type in shadow. Correct, and like this whole thing is going to repeat itself once again in these final days. Correct? Uh, well, it, they already control those uh, nations, and so uh, uh -huh. I believe this is not uh, a future event, but it's it, it happened in the past. Right, but I thought this this event this event referred to the future Antichrist. Yes or no? Uh, well, it says uh, one verse says, uh, "But reports from the east and the north uh, will alarm him." And he will set out in a great rage uh, to destroy and annihilate many. Well, uh, this happened uh, with the last Islamic empire uh, being carved up by the European powers uh, during World War One. The Armenians that were Christians were crying out for help to
to other nations, and the Ottomans decided to wipe them out. And they butchered one to two million Armenian Christians between 1915 and 1917. Uh, but they also slaughtered a lot of uh, Syrian and Greek Christians. And so they, it completely fulfilled this passage that here in, in Daniel, that they went out in a rage to destroy lots of Christians. And so the last Islamic empire came to an end in 1922, and the caliphate was abolished, uh, leaving the Muslims without a leader, because their leader, their caliphate, was like uh, the Pope. And the only nation that was left of the Ottoman Empire was Turkey. Wow. So maybe, guys, uh, we could concede um, that uh, Bible prophecy is sometimes, you know, twice fulfilled, three times fulfilled. Um, but clearly, you know, you look over into Revelations, Mike, and it talks about a day where uh, the Antichrist will set himself up in the Holy of Holies. And, uh, you know, that's one of the signs that would happen before Jesus Christ returns. The Antichrist, the son of perdition, would be revealed. You know, I've always thought that uh, it's the guy would have to be probably a Muslim because, you know, you, you see all these references to the beheadings of Christians during the tribulation. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the modus operandi for Islam. They they will behead you with their sitar if you don't convert. You know, Islam means to submit. And they have a, a mandate uh, from their their moon god, uh, Allah, and uh, Muhammad, who, by the way, was a child molester, folks, for those of you who didn't know that. And he was clearly demonized at one time in his life. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a whole interesting history of him, but... Um, the point I'm trying to make is that their mandate is to hunt every Jew and Christian from outside of the rock and cut their heads off if they don't submit. Yeah, the, the armies of conquest, uh, they gave, uh, when they would arrive, they gave people three choices. Submit to their armies and be ruled by Muslims and pay a, a tax as non-believers or convert to Islam or fight. And if they fought and lost the men of fighting age were all murdered, and the, and the women and children were raped and sold into slavery. Wow. So we're saying, right, Mike, that we that that the Ottoman Empire will be the final head of the beast, is what we're saying here. Correct. Uh, when when the Ottoman Empire came to an end, that started what we call modern day Islamic terrorism for one purpose only, to bring back the caliphate and the empire. The Muslim you mentioned the caliphate. You mentioned the caliphate. Explain what the caliphate is, because I don't know what it is. Uh, the caliphate is like the uh, Islamic Pope. Oh, okay. At, at, at one time, he, he actually... Is that like an imam? Is that like an imam, too, like the same thing? Well, uh, he, much bigger than an imam, um, he was like the Pope. And he ruled politically as well as religiously. He, he was the ruler, and then it was split up at some point uh, between the political rulers and the religious rulers. But uh, they are trying to bring back their empire and their caliphate. That's why the Muslim Brotherhood was founded. So now explain how the Ottoman Empire, right, which is we're saying is the head of the beast here, which makes a lot of sense, and it, and it looks like if you look at the world, what's happening, it looks like that is where we're heading. But, it, uh, you know, it says that the head of the beast will rise up out of the abyss. Explain that. Because we don't know really what the abyss is. Okay. Uh, all the prophecy books uh, talk about the uh, 
the former heads of the beast, and uh, they list them, uh, Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, and Rome, but they completely leave out the uh, Muslim empires. The heads of the beast represent these uh, different empires that have ruled uh, the Mediterranean world. And the last head of the beast was the Ottoman Empire, and it was killed in warfare. That's what that's depicted there in Revelation, that the head was given a fatal wound. But this head will come back to life as the revived Ottoman Empire. It might not have that title, but it, it will. Be, that's what it will be. So, you know, standard prophecy that I hear amongst the charismatics and the ism churches, they talk about a physical beast that's going to be shot, a person. Is that a fallacy? Is that something that we should look for? <laughs> yeah, a leader, a person, or Okay, it's a fallacy. That, that's what I would need to yeah, the, the heads of the beast represent uh, the different empires uh, that have ruled th throughout history. And of course, the different empires will have a leader, but it, if you if you really look at all the, uh, the good commentaries going back several hundred years, like Barnes Notes and stuff like that, uh, you will find that some of them say the wound to the head is the wound to the entire beast, you know, and so the Ottoman Empire, when it was uh, uh, given the head wound, it, it stopped existing. You know, it, it was destroyed. And uh, when it comes up out of the abyss, it will uh, rise to power. It says in Revelation 17, it says that the scarlet beast once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss, which is just spiritually speaking a, a spiritual place of spiritual darkness. But it just means it will come back to power. So in essence, it's a spiritual darkness that rises up out of a hole, like a dark hole of, of, of uh, evil is what really the abyss represents. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, okay. uh, symbolic. Symbolically speaking, it's a place of spiritual darkness. And, and so well, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, another question. Some of the other misnomers, and this is widespread, this this. This is widespread taught. Um, I thought that there was going to be a revived Roman Empire. Could you explain what the empire or Roman Empire is? Because there's a, a talk about seven hills and Rome, uh, you know, regenerating in this last hour. Is, is that is that also something that's a fallacy, or, or does that have any weight? Uh, that, that, that's a fallacy because it won't be the revived Roman Empire. Like, like I mentioned, uh, they completely... Uh, ignore the, the fact that uh, Islam had empires that ruled, you know, North Africa, the Middle East, and and southeastern Europe, and it won't be the Roman Empire that rises. It, it will be the Ottoman Empire, the Islamic Empire that rises, because they're the ones that uh, you know openly declare their desire to uh, uh, rule the world, and they're trying to rise to power right now. <laughs> That's what all these uh, terrorist organizations exist for is to try to overthrow uh, their host nations and in, in enforce Islamic law and one day will come when they will have that opportunity and when that opportunity comes, ten of those nations will join together and form uh, the Ottoman Empire and you know it's interesting if you really look at Look at it now. That's exactly what's happening. Russia, China, these nations are all joined together. 
Venezuela. They're all banned. I don't know if that one of them is included, but you can see an alliance forming now, a very powerful socialistic alliance uh, forming right before our eyes. Well, those nations don't exist around the Mediterranean. There's been a lot of empires in the world. The only empires mentioned in the Bible are those that have ruled over Israel. Russia, I mean the Soviet Union, when uh, it broke up, they formed ten nations, the Commonwealth Independent States. Well, uh, that could be considered an, a form of an empire, but uh, it's not mentioned, uh, I mean, it's not ruling over Israel, and so it's not one of the heads of the beast. Right. Wow. It's just some heavy stuff there, Mike. How many years have you been studying this particular subject, brother? Tell us, what did you tell me before? Uh, almost 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, Mike, you, know, uh, now, you mentioned some of these things that uh, you believe have already occurred. Well, what is left to occur? Where are we at in the, uh, the events of um, the book of Revelation right now? In 2010. Okay. Uh, according to the book of Revelation, the beast cannot rise to power until uh, an event happens. Okay? It, uh, we know, we've been told there in Revelation 17 and in Revelation 11 that the beast will rise up out of the abyss, right? Yes. Well, Revelation chapter 9, the fifth trumpet, says, I saw a star that had fallen out of heaven and was given the key to the abyss. Oh. And so this Uh-oh. star, this an impact of an asteroid is going to be responsible for uh opening up the abyss. The beast cannot t- come to power until this asteroid impacts and opens up the abyss symbolically speaking. In other words, it will cause chaos and 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 uh, uh can it cause a, a famine because it it will, uh, well, you know, Mike, specifically, the asteroid says that it's a black cloud covers a third of the Earth. Right. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll and the the it says, uh, you know, it says all these things will happen at the time this event happens. Right. And it, it will cause uh, crop failures. And, and we will already be in a famine because the first trumpet says that all the green grass is burned up. Well, if all the green grass is burned up, all the crops will be, too. And so you, you, you're looking at famine. And when this asteroid impacts and it covers the, the third of the world with a black cloud, it means that uh, the next crop's going to fail too. And famine has always uh, been an open door for uh, nations to uh, go to war. And that's what will happen. It will be the start of World War III because of this severe famine. So, in essence, this Ottoman Empire is going to make their move when this chaos from this asteroid uh, ensues. Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. Uh, America, other nations, I mean, probably an economic collapse, and uh, we just will not be in a position to be the world's policeman anymore, and and it will be their opportunity to uh, rise to power, and they will seize it. It will come up out of the abyss, just like it says there in Revelation Nine, and only then, at that point, does this beast come to power. But the, the key. So what is this? So what is this lockdown of the abyss in the Bible? It says it won't be open to the fifth trumpet. 
So that is so there's a space between when it's locked down and then it opens, and then the beast rises. Well, the, when the beast received the mortal wound, head wound, the, in effect, it went back into the abyss, symbolically speaking. Uh, and so, and when this uh, asteroid impacts and, and, and the beast rises to power, uh, in a manner of speaking, is when it rises out of the abyss. It's just a, a way to describe it coming to power and in the fact that it's evil, you know. <laughs> right. Okay, so in an essence, we're not going to see a world war, according to the Word of God, until uh, till this asteroid, this is going to bring on World War II. This is going to bring the, the, the marshalling of the armies of, of, of the Ottoman Empire against Christians, Jews, and they're just going to, just, they're just going to attack at this particular point because it's well, worldwide there, chaos. There could be other wars. Uh, I mean, it could be a world war, but it won't be the final one because people are okay. always looking... So when there's a war in the Middle East, always this this is the one. This is going to lead to Armageddon. Well, an asteroid hasn't impacted, and and the beast hasn't risen risen out of the abyss. Uh, you know, ten nations joined together. Uh, so it, it, it's not going to happen until. Well, you know what's interesting, Mike? Uh, what's really interesting right here about this asteroid? I don't know if the listeners know about this, but Benjamin Baruch had brought up about a less than eight nine months ago a uh, from some of his NASA physicist friends. Uh, have been tracking a outer object, a dwarf star, uh, that has uh, an electromagnetic mass that's supposed to be uh, affecting our planet, and it has this tail that whips around when it comes in the outer orbit of the solar system. It's a, a dwarf star, I believe, uh, in an outer 300, I think it's 3,600 orbit. Well, in that tail, they're predicting that asteroids will be flinged out of orbit, uh, and, and, and they would hit the moon, they will hit Jupiter, they, and actually they're, they're tracking some of the activity now. There's been, uh, you know, an increase in, in falling stars around the world, uh, in Jupiter, Saturn. A lot of this stuff is beginning to actually happen. Well, uh, I don't know much about that, but I just know that uh, this particular asteroid got the impact first, and uh, there's uh, several organizations uh, government organizations out there uh, looking for and tracking asteroids, and they're finding more every day. And uh, some of them are uh, have close calls, and some of them are predicted to uh, maybe land in the future. They don't know for sure until uh, they make a, another pass, and they have to watch it a, a lot more. And some of these that they're watching have a potential of impacting. Yeah, uh, guys, I've got my sword out here, and uh, for those right. of you tuning in, uh, this is the Omega Man Radio Show. This is a live program. We've got special guest Michael Fortner of the Approaching Apocalypse. We've got Zoe Mortal from uh, Texas, and we're talking about uh, Bible prophecy tonight and uh, some of the events that uh, are unfolding in Revelation. Hey, Mike, uh, I turned over to Revelation chapter 6 where it talks about the uh, the seals, that start being open, and the first seal it talks about is uh, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Uh, have we seen that occur yet, do you think? Well, uh, based on my interpretation of uh, Revelation, those first four horsemen have already ridden out, because uh, there's been a lot of death and destruction, a lot of warfare in the past 2,000 years. 
And uh, the Bible does not ignore all of that. It doesn't just center on the last few years. And these are historic events that have happened. And so <laughs> that's something that uh, people have a hard time grasping. Well, now you have to maybe concede that, uh, again, Bible prophecy can have you know, multiple layers to it. I mean, uh, when we had Antiochus Epiphanes uh, rise up, you know, way back in his time, he actually went into the temple, sacrificed a pig, if I remember history correctly, and, you know, that would have been a fulfillment of uh, of some of Daniel and Revelation, but clearly, you know, that was a long time ago. Um, I believe it can happen multiple times, so I won't deny anything that you're saying. Um, you know, clearly uh, Islam has uh, risen up, over history, and what is it now, about a billion people strong? It's about a billion and a half, and growing rapidly. Uh, it won't be long till they're... Uh... Well, as that demographic uh, audio that we played at the beginning, it gave the facts of exactly how much it is growing and how it will affect us over the next five to ten years, which is absolutely unbelievable the amount of uh, Muslim growth worldwide. It's literally the biggest, it'll be the biggest empire on the face of the earth. Yeah. According to uh, uh, my interpretation of the fourth horseman, uh, it represents Islam. Because if you look up the original uh, uh, Greek, it doesn't say pale horse, it says green horse. But the interpreters they can't imagine a green horse, and so they just say pale, but it's the very same word that's translated green in, in Revelation 9. So we have a green horse riding out, conquering a fourth of the planet. And right now they cover approximately 25% of the land mass of Earth. And it won't be long till they are also, or could be, 25% of the global population. Well, let's back up just a minute. I, we may have ju overjumped it a little bit. Uh, you know, the first horse was the the white horse. Uh, you know, he had a bow and a crown. He doesn't mention he had an arrow, though. I thought that was interesting. Now, if you go to uh, New York City and you go over there to where the UN building is, they've actually got uh, a horse with a man riding it, or is it a woman riding? I don't remember. Um, and they've got a bow with no arrow. You know, okay. I always I always thought that to be maybe um, symbolic of the a UN force in the later days. What do you think? Well, what, what, what is the purpose of that statue? It's probably uh, 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 something benign and, and not uh, anything uh, uh, bad. They've also got an inscription from the book of Isaiah saying that uh, they will beat their swords into plowshares. Which uh, which clearly hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's that's going to be a, uh, a time in the future. Um, yeah. But... Um, no doubt, uh, the, the UN uh, has not been eclipsed by another organization. They're continuing to gain power. Someone told me the other day, in fact, um, that um, there's already a bill that has passed uh, through the House, and I think it only needs now the Senate to vote on it. And yeah, it's I one they would that. give most of our uh, waterways here in America to UN control. Is that right? Yes. I don't know anything about that. Yes, yeah, I sent that out. Uh, yeah, I sent that to you and a bunch of other people. Yeah, that is what they're planning to do. They're planning to give UN control over the entire United States waterways and parks and rivers and and uh, the Gulf is being given over to them to police. Yes, this is serious business. 
the, the world government, the United Nations, okay, under the powers of communism, okay, because they're run, the UN is run by communists, socialists, okay? And you can, you can Google that and go back and see all the years that the, the UN has been uh, under that socialistic government, okay? So uh, it's kind of scary, and if you start putting the puzzle together, um, this Ottoman Empire not only can be connected to, uh, you know, the, the, the nations that were mentioned, okay, but it also can be connected to the United Nations. So that the, they may have received their, their marching orders from the UN, possibly, in use to come. Well, I believe their motive will be uh, to spread Islam. So right. I don't think there'll uh, uh, be anything connected with the UN. I believe the UN will break apart because of all the natural disasters and economic problems and all the uh, problems with the between nations. When World War III breaks out, it will, won't be an ordinary war. It'll be uh, every nation against their neighbors, according to the scripture passages uh, that I've uh, found that... Uh, it's every man for himself sort of a kind of a war, you know, neighbor against neighbor, uh, city against city, and that sort of thing. Because of the, the famine, people will be fighting for water, uh, and it will cause the U.N. to just uh, crumble. Well, I never thought of that before. I can't even imagine, after all the years of being in America with the strength that we have, that it could crumble. But then again, if an asteroid impact hits somewhere, and tidal waves and all sorts of, you know, blackouts, grid knockouts of our electric, anything is possible. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the, the, main, uh, the main issue with the, the Great Tribulation is all the natural disasters because the beast will be uh, uh, mainly in the, the Middle East, North Africa, and uh, Southern Europe. And, of course, uh, when he rises to power, uh, all those Muslims in the Europe will take that opportunity to try to uh, take over Europe, and there will uh, be Muslims uh, engaging in civil war over there. So those nations will be in real bad shape as well in, in their civil wars. Okay, well, you know what's so in... now... Go ahead, Go ahead. Uh, One quick question. Um, since we're on this here, and, and, you know, and... Well... In our minds, we think like life as usual, you know, like, the, you know, organization and everything's going to be working. But now that you're bringing this to light and we see a breakdown, okay, I, I mean, we talk about this electronic cash and the chip. The Bible talks about the numbering system and all that. I don't see how that could be working successfully if all this stuff is, is broken apart because of this giant impact that happens. What's your, what's your um, comments on, on the, the, the worldwide banking numbering system that supposedly that's going to come into power? Uh, well, uh, for one thing, uh, just the logistics of it, it makes it impossible. It, it would take years and years to give uh, 7 to 8 billion people, which is what we'll have in uh, 20 or 30 years, uh, a microchip. <laughs> You'd have to have 10,000 Places and, and it would just take a lot, an enormous amount of money and an enormous amount of time to do it. But uh, you can't run an electronic system like you said. Uh, when there's a breakdown in war, there's always destruction of power plants, destruction of electric lines, and so even the countries that do have electricity today are, are going to have a hard time maintaining uh, their electric supply. Uh, during World War III, during the Great Tribulation, it, it is going to be uh, a lot of uh, 
restrictions on electricity because of the the destruction of in infrastructure and but that that doesn't even count to the fact that most of the world's population today doesn't even have electricity so no, no so it couldn't be implemented so it really can't be implemented worldwide no. so it's going to be maybe a small area that they they try to do this in and then it's going to fall apart when this thing happens. I, I don't see it at all. I, I believe that uh, the, within the uh, Ottoman Empire, they can have restrictions uh, like they've had throughout history. They've had lots of restrictions against Christians and Jews. They couldn't engage in this kind of trade. They couldn't build their houses taller than uh, Muslim houses. Uh, they couldn't ring the church bells, and they couldn't walk uh, in front of a, a mosque. Ride a, 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 they had to take their shoes off. There's lots and lots of restrictions on the Christians and the Jews within Muslim territories, and they could easily just have a restriction that says uh, they cannot engage in business, you know, which is buying and selling. Are we talking uh, Sharia law? Right. And you know, it's interesting you said that, Michael, because uh, I remember maybe last year uh, or last two years, you know, when this uh, financial collapse started. And the bailout began. I remember reading some press article that uh, the U.S. Mint and the Treasury were sending members of the uh, that branch of the government over to uh, learn about Sharia law. Well, I don't know you, why you, they were learning. Do you about remember it? getting that blurb? I mean, it was, no. it was kind of uh, kind of an inference that there was something coming that there was need, going to need to be some kind of assimilation. With our financial system and uh, and Sharia law, um, no, there, there's bills uh, before Congress, and and even my state right now, there's a bill coming up for vote, and I'm going to vote on it uh, November the second uh, to restrict any application of Sharia law. It will not be possible to implement it here in Oklahoma and other places. These kinds of bills are coming in, uh, and they're going to be put into effect. Well, let me propose this. You know, Sun Tzu said in his famous uh, treatise, The Art of War, you know, he said the uh, the most advanced form of warfare is, uh, you know, winning without ever firing a shot. And, you know, yeah. I read Revelations and I see all the, the Christians that have been beheaded mm -hmm. for their testimony. The testimony meaning uh, they did not um, deny Jesus Christ. Right. Okay, when they were offered either... Uh, a chance to um, renounce him or lose their head. Uh -huh. And again, I don't know of anybody else who would fit the bill better than the, the Muslims who like to cut heads off. They have since the beginning of time. So my point was, uh, how in the heck could we find ourselves in a situation where we've got mass beheadings going on around the planet and in America, unless in fact either our government had been toppled, okay, and maybe we had capitulated, in some type of warfare, maybe we had been hit with an EMP, maybe, um, you know, we just, we forfeited, or maybe the Muslims got one of their own men into the White House. Well, uh, we've got uh, we've got a man right now who uh, could very well be a Muslim. What do you think? Well, he, he's uh, uh, publicly come out on the news uh, stating that he is not a Muslim, that he is a Christian. And he, he states it in his book that he published on, on how he came to the decision to become a, a Christian and, and all of that. But, well, he uh, says he was a Christian the other day by choice. 
Okay, right. well, you know, he, he has stated that, but he's also been caught on camera referring to his Muslim faith. You know, we've got the pictures where he was overseas. Uh, you know, we we think that he was probably either born in Kenya or Indonesia. No one really knows because he won't uh, disclose his birth certificate. My own thinking is he probably is a Muslim. Um, I want to ask you something. Has anybody read the Koran? And if they have read the Koran, is there anything in there which says that a Muslim can lie if it means um, furthering the uh, the Muslim well, that's, values? That's, that's true. That they have an official doctrine that uh, Muhammad told them that they can uh, lie to further the cause of Islam. But Muslims uh, do the same thing. You know, they'll lie if it furthers their cause. So, yeah. I mean, wouldn't would that be um, going hand-in-hand hand with uh, the Koran? He could say he's a Christian, but right. really be a Muslim? Right, that, that's, that's true. He, he he could do that, but uh, uh, you, you, you you are applying this as though uh, Islam was going to take over the United States. They might be trying to, but uh, they won't succeed. Uh, it says in Revelation chapter 12 that there will be many people out of the serpent's reach. The beast is not going to control the whole world. It's only going to control uh, the areas, that, the nations that it can and physically invade, and it won't be able to physically invade the entire planet. And, now, I and, thought that only applied to the land of Edom and Moab, though. No. It says that uh, uh, Edom and Moab uh, won't be destroyed or won't be invaded because they will capitulate is the reason. I mean, when, when, when the Muslim armies uh, invaded that region, uh, they capitulated, and so they didn't suffer destruction. I mean, my, my interpretation was that basically at some point in time, the whole globe is under the mark of the beast system, and the only people that have been spared have been those that have made it over to uh, Moab and Edom, which is basically modern-day Jordan. Uh, you've got the you know the, the Petra complex there. Um, that's why you know I, I decided a long time ago you know every place that you can leave outside the USA to get away only has a limited shelf life because ultimately it's going to fall under this end time B system. And you know they'll they'll exert the mark of the B system. So you're going to just find yourself all around the globe forced into a system of the black market for only so long until they really say you know you've been given a chance to take the mark you're not going to take it. Now we're going to take your head. Uh, yeah, well, it, it says in Revelation 9 that uh, four angels were released from the Euphrates River to go and kill a fourth of, of mankind, or maybe it's a third. But anyway, uh, it, it, that's telling us that World War III will begin uh, in that region. So I don't think you'll be safe in Jordan, uh, which is just next door, when the beast is, that's going to be the seat of the beast. Or his power center. <laughs> well, now let's uh, let's get very specific here. If you go over to Revelations, you know it talks about two entities. You've got the woman who rides the beast, okay, which is basically, you know, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. Um, you know, and she's drunken with the bloods of the blood of the saints, you know, the martyrs. It uh -huh. says over Revelation seventeen six. Um, but then you've got the actual beast, which right. is uh, what uh, member states made up of. Um, well, let's see, if you go back over to Revelation 17, it says uh, there's seven kings, five are fallen, one is, one is not yet come, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And then, you know, you've got the uh, the ten horns, mm -hmm. I, I guess, are on the beast. So, right. 
you know, at one point in time, they basically get angry at the whore and they uh, they nuke her. I mean, they set fire to her. That's so, right. uh, you know, my my interpretation of that, we're looking at, uh, you know, America as being the, the great whore. Uh-huh. And um, we've got this beast government that we probably are a part of. But uh, at some point in time, you know, they uh, they nuke us. And, uh, well, they, you know, it's true. They could they could very well. I believe that they will nuke uh, uh, one or two American cities, but they don't have enough nuclear weapons to, to nuke the whole country. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it says there in Revelation that the beast will hate the woman, will eat her flesh, and yep. burn her with fire. It doesn't say he will destroy her or kill her. Uh, it, it, how, how can you eat uh, something the size of a person one bite at a time? They're, they're only going to be able to take bites out of us. That's, that's the way I look at it. And they well, that's certainly interesting point. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Uh, have you ever looked at the prophecies point. of uh, Dimitri Dudelman or Henry Gruber? Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, that's, that's talking about the end of World War III, uh, that the nuclear war, uh, the whole world is going to be destroyed when Christ returns. Uh, that's with the day fire. of the Lord. That's what that is, yeah. Right, so every nation the day is going of the Lord, to be destroyed. Right? No one's going to escape. Uh, it's the, the wrath of God upon the whole planet uh, with fire. He's going to come and destroy the world with fire. And so, you know, that's uh, part of those prophecies include that. I don't know. I seem to think that uh, you're right. I think that the uh, the, the, the Islams and the Muslims, you know, a billion men strong, you know, there's, what, five and a half billion people on the earth? That's a fifth of the world's population. Uh, that's a mighty force to be reckoned with, and, and who does that basically uh, constitute right now? You've got uh, what? You've got Iran, which is uh, ancient Persia. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, you've got Iraq. Uh, what um, does that in- that encompass? Also, Saudi Arabia and Syria. Oh yes, Libya, uh, Morocco, Algeria, uh, Yemen. Half of uh, half of Lib- Britain right now. Yeah, just about. We got about uh, six million over there now. How many Muslims and, we have in America? You know, uh, we've got so many that they're going to build a, a mosque at Ground Zero, right? So that must I mean they've got well, a pretty large got community about here. Six million here in the United States. Six so million. So they're a lot smaller uh, percentage of the population than uh, in Europe has. Good golly, um, we don't even have a um, a standing army in America that's strong. I think our our total um, strength is maybe a million men worldwide, if you counted the reserves and everything. What if, uh, what if just a, uh, a tenth of that, of that six million Muslims or diehard uh, Muslims, were to pick up the sword and and declare uh, jihad on America right now? Well, there there would be a lot of people killed uh, before the police and the army could do anything about it. That's for sure. Uh, but they they wouldn't have uh, many uh, military style weapons. Uh, there's, you know, the FBI is watching them like hawks uh, for potential terrorists, and they w- they won't be able to acquire uh, any any kind of powerful weapons. But it, they, if every one of them picked up just a handgun and went out to kill people, they could kill a lot of them. <laughs> well, I mean, how do we really know what's in their mosque? You know what I'm saying? Nobody's allowed in there. Well, they, they have uh, they have infiltrators. They have spies in there. Interesting. I'm jumping all around. Uh, Let me just ask a question. I'm going to get back to where we're talking about the four horsemen. Now, if Mike's theory is correct, which it seems to be pretty solid right now, um, the last horse to ride 
which is the one we're discussing, which is this Ottoman Empire marshalling the earth. It looks to me that, like he said, it's a green, pale horse, right, which represents the Muslim flag. Everything about them is green. They're completely green. And yeah. they're, they're, they're growing, okay? They're affecting our country. They've, they've been involved in 9-11. So we see this thing coming against our country. And as he said, if we put this together and it's devouring our flesh, it says it will devour or bite our flesh and burn us with fire, that means that there is a tax coming. This is an attack on this country. But you know what? Americans are not going to go for this thing. Eventually, Americans are going to say, you know what? Enough with this stuff. And they're going to fight. They're going to, you know, tech, I can see Texas just taking up arms and saying enough, you know, and we're done with this attack. I mean, once they wake up in America to what's really going on, to what we're saying, I think there could be a civil war, a fight against this thing. And that's why they attack us, because we're not willing to yield to this beast system. We are free, a free nation. We are people that, uh, that want to stay free, and we're going to fight. We're one of the nations that will fight against this thing. I mean, that to me, I don't think we could be just taken over and trampled. I Brother, I don't know. I mean, me. look, we've got a, a president in place right now who looked the other way when that Muslim said, yeah, uh, whatever he said, uh, killed uh, not the American people. Well, no, stand by here. Do you remember the um, the slaughter that happened over, was it Fort Hood, Texas, last year? Yeah. You had that one um, Muslim officer. He slaughtered all those guys by the time they shot him and took him down. And I think he's crippled now. No one really knows where he's at. No one was allowed to debrief him, and it was all pushed under the carpet by um, by Obama. Um, Obama is encouraging uh, the approval of the uh, the mosque at Ground Zero, and um, everybody looks the other way when it comes to offending the Muslims. You know, but if you say Jesus Christ, you know nobody will stand up for Jesus. So my point is, is what would happen if uh, Obama were to sign a law into effect which said, uh, if you say anything against Islam, it's hate speech. Just like in Canada right now, if you say anything against homosexuals in the pulpit, they would arrest you. I mean, it is possible Obama could sign that executive order to protect the, the Muslims, and then what are we going to be able to do about it? Well, I, I don't believe Americans will stand for that. We, we believe we speech too much. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's coming to a, a, a tipping point. My feeling is eventually as this thing grows, Sharia law is instituted. Look at Europe. Europe's being taken down. I mean, they got Sharia law all over Europe right now. They're just bowing down to it. I don't think that America, the people that we know, the Tea Party movement, all this, I don't think we're going to bow down to it. I, I really think there's going to be a point when we say, all right, that's enough. And, and there's going to be a, a civil unrest here, a fight, a argument. They, they might march on Washington. Something has got to give with this thing, because if the Bible's right about this, and we know it is, that this thing's going to happen, because the Bible never lies. This is going to happen, and it's growing. We can, you know, we know it's happening. It's coming. So where's the... Well, well, wait a minute. You're saying that America's not going to stand for it. We're not. I do believe there'll be a civil war. Okay. You know, but um, that doesn't mean that... Ministries saw that coming. I know others have seen civil war, civil unrest. There's been prophetic uh, uh, prophets of the Lord that have seen this coming in dreams. Yes, well, I'm no. not saying that there's not going to be people that aren't going to get angry and pick up you know, the, the, the AR-15, the modern-day sword. I mean, clearly it's going to happen because Dimitri Dudman saw a civil war. Now, he didn't really say what it was that was a trigger effect. He just jumps to what happens next. He says, while the government is busy dealing with it, 
and maybe it is the rise of Islam in America. I don't know. He said that's when the, the Russian troops uh, go ahead and sabotage the nuclear power plants. Okay, and then we have a Red Dawn invasion that comes up through uh, Mexico. You know, Cuba, Mexico, uh, Nicaragua, and Central America. And uh, so maybe it, maybe it is the rise of Islam. Maybe it is Reconquista, you know, like is uh, the theme of the movie Machete. Yeah. You know, it's Aslan, you know, it's taking back um, the land by the Mexicans. I just don't know. Maybe it's a combination. I do, do know that the word says that uh, men will rise up like caterpillars in your land and give a shout. So, I mean, we've clearly got a melting pot here. You know, it, yeah. Yeah, whatever happens, I'm not worried about it because God is going to solve all those problems when he comes back and destroys the world with fire. All the evil, you know, everybody that opposes Christians, all those people are going to die in the fire of Christ coming. And so whatever happens, even if we're defeated, you know, overrun, it's not going to last long because all those people are going to be dead in the fire that's going to engulf this planet. And I believe it will be caused by a large asteroid impact because it says in Revelation 18, it says, an angel picked up a stone and threw it into the ocean. It says, with this kind of violence, the city of great city of Babylon will be destroyed by fire. And that is a picture of an asteroid impact. I mean, let me be very clear, guys. Um... Yes, we do have a lot of patriotic Americans, okay? And clearly the word knew that uh, there was a time coming, and the, the warning is, he that lives by the sword will die by the sword. If you pick up arms to fight what's coming this time, and it, you know God allows it to happen, then you're fighting against God, and you know God's going to weed rebellion out of the church. I mean, let me explain something to people. Okay, most of the troops that are being located back from Iraq have been trained in house-to-house search and seizure in urban combat scenarios. And we say, oh, yippity-doo-dah, we're bringing them back. Okay, you're bringing guys home, which if given an order by the commander-in-chief to go house and house like they did in Katrina, will come to your door and they'll ask for your weapons. And they may say, uh, you also are not allowed to have more than a week's ration of food. We're taking that too. And all gold and silver has been confiscated. I mean, it could be anything that is on the list of confiscation at that point. And people want to think, yeah, but we've got enough guns in America, we're going to fight it. Folks, they drop nerve gas in while you sleep, you're dead. Okay, they have predator drones that fly 10,000 foot above Idaho right now. They know they they can x-ray your vehicle going down the street. You cannot fight a uh, standing New World Army with the high-tech equipment. I was a gun dealer. I can tell you the machine guns were outlawed in 86. The stuff that you got right now does not stand up against these future weapons that they've got in their arsenal right there. You cannot fight the New World Order. God didn't intend for us to do that in these last days. And I'm not saying you don't protect your, your family if someone comes to your door to take their life. You know, I'm talking about a thug or you know just a civil riot. I'm going to protect my family. But when it's the government or the military troops knocking at your door, okay, and you've got the 101st Airborne paratrooping into your valley, you can't fight and expect to win. Some will definitely try to do that because there is going to be a civil war here. I'm just saying, don't uh, reach for your sword because you'll die by the sword. That's not the way out of this scenario. Now, listen, but, uh, Shannon, real quick. There's a lot of people, i got to imagine, listening, that might have not ever heard any of this before. And, it, I mean, we're talking, you know, it sounds a little <laughs> nuts what we're saying. I mean, honestly, 
I mean, if you yes. never heard this before, you'd be like, wait a minute. You know, I've been a Christian 10, 15. I've never heard any of this. I thought I was getting well, out of here in a, a pre, you know, first class ticket in the rapture. You know, we don't want to scare Richard. anybody. And, you know, we want to educate people. But the yes. whole point of this thing is God is preparing these people. This is coming, and it's coming in your lifetime. Okay? That's clear. According to Daniel's timeline and what we see unfolding, this thing is growing. And most, of, most likely, it will be in your lifetime. Uh, probably sooner than later, uh, the way we see things unfolding in this world. So the, the question is really, how do we learn and get ourselves prepared? God wants us to know and watch. He wants us to look up. He doesn't want us to be ignorant and not know and have our head in the sand like, like the ostrich. He wants his church and people to know and to be ready. And what, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's preparation and what does the word of God say we should be doing during this time? Clearly, Islam is going to have a major role in the last days. I think we're all agreed. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really, uh, if you do find yourself uh, on the chopping block, uh, it'll be a quick way to glory. Uh, I just hope I don't have to go that way, brothers. <laughs> well, I'll look up at a sword coming down on my neck. Yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, lot more uh, uh, martyrs than, than people realize. But it will happen right at the end. I believe that there will be a, a global terrorist attack, organized, coordinated. They'll, Muslims will, you know, speak to each other in all these different countries, even, you know, they're self-ruled, not ruled by the beast. But uh, And they will organize a global terrorist attack in, on, in one day's time, and they will seek to kill every Christian they can get their hands on. Now, let, let me say this. There are, there are, you know, right now, there are peaceful Muslims, Muslims that are at peace. There is a radical uh, stream running through this. I, I just want to say this because there are good Muslims out there, peace-loving Muslims, Americans that don't want any trouble, just like there's peace-loving Christians that are not going to pick up arms, they're not going to, you know, fight. There are other patriotic Christians that think it's their duty to fight and to kill and to attack, and I'm sure a group of them are going to do that. And Bible's clear about what happens to those who attack with the sword in this last day. They die. Those that lay their life down, like Jesus laid his life down, and he gave himself over when they beat him and they punched him and they, they crucified our Lord, he gave himself and said, he even healed the ear that Peter himself cut one of the soldiers. He healed the guy's ear and said, Peter, you know, what are you doing? This is, we are men of peace. So God is, his true remnant believers are men of peace. They are men that are not going to take up the sword, are not going to fight, and they will not deny their Lord when it comes time. So, so if the Muslim armies march in tomorrow, you as a Christian are, are, are going to stand up and say, you know what, I will not deny my Lord. Uh, if my life ends, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, so you will be instantly translated into the kingdom of God. So, you know, God's raising up a, 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 an army of believers that actually are going to stand up and know their God, and know the times and seasons that are coming upon us, and to be ready. And the whole reason why we're talking about this is to prepare God's church to actually get ready for this coming wave of, of terror. And you want to say, well, it's going to, the terror is going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. It's not. The Bible says it's going to go global. Okay, so I hate to say it, guys, but you got, you got to realize what you're in for. This is knowledge. This is information. That's going to educate you, prepare you, and this is what you, you know. This is where we're going, bro. 
Well, Zoe, I would beg to differ on that one comment you okay. made, that uh, Muslims are peaceful people. If they are peaceful, then they're lukewarm Muslims, because their okay. own writings say they must either kill you or make you submit. That, again, is the definition of Islam. Now, um, I lived in Panama for two years, the Republic of Panama, and I actually had uh, a family, my next-door neighbors, they were Muslims. And they really stayed to themselves. The, the women came out with the, you know, the full dresses on them. And in Panama, you've got a mixture. You've got Jews, you've got Muslims, you've got 300,000 Chinese, you've got the Panamanians, you've got some Americans. You've kind of got a hodgepodge down there. But as it turned out, I'm living in a uh, condo down there at the time, and I had some Muslims next-door neighbors. They kept to themselves. You know, they, they weren't rude or anything. But I always uh, had in the back of my mind, they might jump out <laughs> with one of those long swords one day if someone declared jihad. Well, it, it, it's true that uh, a lot of um, moderate Muslims uh, are only moderate because they're in the West. If they, uh, if Islam was in control here, then they wouldn't be moderate. But the thing is, uh, in the Middle East, there's thousands of Muslims that are converting to Christianity every day. And so a lot of those people are realizing just how violent Islam is, and they're turning away from it. Well, yes, there is some hope. I mean, yes, I do believe God is able to convert the Islams, I mean, the Muslims. But uh, I'm just saying, uh, if they really believe what they profess, then they really have no choice to kill you if you don't want to submit to Islam. That's right. And, uh, you know, sure. those that don't, they're really, I guess, no different than the lukewarm Christian church. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got lukewarm on both sides. Um, uh-huh. But I agree with the rest of that part, Zoe. I mean, ultimately, it is coming, and we're going to hit it. Um, right. like a brick wall, and what are we going to do when we find ourselves in uh, in, a, in a world where there's people that actually well, want to take your head? Well, the word of God says that we should do is we should be at peace. We should should not fight and not war against them, but there's going to be a group that does. Americans without Jesus are going to rise up and they're going to fight. This country is not going to take uh, an attack on uh, you know a Sharia law lightly. I, I don't think so. I know it looks like Obama's doing what he's doing, and this kind of movements, and there possibly will be a communist, socialistic attempt to take over our freedoms. You can see the laws being passed. But I think what the men of God have seen, they've seen a civil war, a breakup, a division. If you know, there's about 13 of 20 states that have already filed succession laws from the government. They've already filed, Texas has filed. So there is preparation, because some of these states are states, red states, I think they're called, are actually seeing what's going on. And they're saying, hey, if this happens, there's some kind of takeover here. We are not going with that. So We've got a question from the chat division. room. Yeah. Uh, the question is, is from Brother Bradford. He says, um, what is y'all's opinion uh, on the guillotines that uh, people like Al Cub and others have uh, had intelligence come in that uh, guillotines have been shipped in by the container load uh, and are sitting on military bases right now now? Uh, do they use guillotines in Islam countries? I've never heard of guillotines being used in, in, in Islamic countries. They always use a sword because it's sort of a traditional uh, thing to do. Maybe that's a new high-tech sword, though. You know, it sounds like just another one of those uh, scare tactic rumors that uh, goes around. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I talked well, to. Me a, let, let me say this about that real quick. Yeah, there are containment camps in our country, okay? You can't deny it. There's over 600 FEMA containment camps in case there's a civil unrest. Government has rebuilt them. 
Uh, it's a fact. You could go there. You could look at FEMA. You could see what they're doing. The barbed wire is facing out, not in, uh, right? And then um, oh, it's facing in, not out. So, so you could see they're trying to contain who's, who's ever they have in there, okay? So there is some kind of plan that they have in case there's some kind of rioting going on or civil unrest or something. Uh, the government's prepared for this thing. Now, what they have on the inside, there's a lot of rumors. Of, you know, no one's really seen for sure. Did anyone see a picture? I've heard these laser guillotines now they got that do it with a, with a laser. I mean, I don't know why they got that there. But the bottom line is, if, in fact, there was an attempt to take over and, and this Muslim group tried to come in and capture some of these things, they could utilize that to do what they have to do, whether it's a sword, a laser, who cares? They cut your head off if you don't believe in Christ. It says it in the, in the Quran. If you don't believe, they will behead you. So how they behead you, who knows? But, I mean, like you said, it is kind of speculation. But, um, you know, the fact is we do have containment camps in this country to stop Americans from rebelling, and that's the fact. Oh, yeah, it's called uh, Rex 84 Operation Garden Plot. Ali North right. um, put most of them together underneath uh, the Reagan administration. And I like Ronald Reagan, by the way. I'm just saying I like Ali North. I thought he was a weasel. But uh, yeah. that's another that's another story. Um, um, well, you know, I, I kind of take a different view, guys. Uh, again, I do believe that prophecy is uh, dual fulfilled, sometimes triple fulfilled. You know, Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. And the unfortunate part is, uh, you know, uh, history repeats itself. And, um, you know, I believe that uh, America is going to ride the beast government. And I believe that you're going to have the Islamic countries out there that are going to be kind of... Uh, Maybe uh, working with the B system um, to a point, but I think they're going to be the, the wild card there. And I think ultimately they're going to turn on the beast government, and they're going to torch us, and in one hour they're going to nuke us. You know, even David Wilkerson had the book Set the Trumpet to Thy Mouth back in like the early 80s. And if you look at the uh, illustration on the book, you see nuke clouds out in the distance, and you see these guys running around with sitars, which are Muslims. And, uh, you know, he said uh, God showed him that uh, New York City was going to be nuked, would go up in a fire. Yet he was called to be there until, you know, probably go up in the flames. You know, you've got Henry Gruber that saw the Russian subs attack. You've got Dimitri Dudeman that saw the Red Dawn invasion. You had Jonathan Hansen that saw, you know, some of the same seven cities nuked. Um, I don't believe all of America will be destroyed simultaneously. I believe that it will come in stages. You know, like Michael Baldea saw the different strikes to the eagle. You know, one strike's already happened, apparently, during 9-1-1, but I don't know. Um, clearly, some things are going to happen. It's a combination. It's a combination of the ministers of wrath, celestial ministers of wrath. We know this, the Bible says there'll be signs in the heavens, asteroids, stars falling to the earth. This, when this judgment comes, it's God's wrath being poured out. It says he judges wickedness. So not only do the ministers of wrath on the earth, uh, which, which are the sons of disobedience, the prince of the power of the air, and, and dwelling the sons of disobedience to, to marshal this judgment against the, the world, okay? Uh, wickedness, totally in control, and wiping out, and, and greed, and, and anger, and all these works of the flesh attacking all at once. And, and that's God lifting his hand off of it and letting these ministers of wrath, as he calls them, because it says when you do evil... It says that God uses the same thing that was protecting to, to judge what was what, what's evil. And same thing with Israel. They would judge with Babylon, you know, the, the 
same thing that was protecting them ended up conquering them. So all through history, you see the nations that were there to protect turn around and end up being the judgment of God, the hand of God, the ministers of wrath. Then you have the celestial objects, these asteroids and things that are being aligned up. You hear about 2012 and the alignment of the of this great uh, dwarf star, Nirabu, and you know that's the dwarf star yeah. they're all talking about. NASA's talking about it. Well, that's actually in line with what's going to happen on the Earth too. So there's a convergence of the, the ministers of wrath that God has orchestrated to bring this world to the to the end of itself, so that Christ can come back and stop the madness and reestablish His kingdom on Earth. That's really what all this is pointing to. And uh, we can talk about the horsemen and all that, but we know for a fact that the fourth horseman is revealed to be green. It's the last one to ride. The others are riding. This one here is also riding, but it hasn't actually taken full control yet. And, and, and that's very clear. As now, Mike, as, you know, did you all believe that green uh, ties back into Islam? Repeat that again for me. Who, who is the green horse, in your opinion? Uh, green is the color of Islam. So I okay. believe that the fourth horse is Islam. Well, you know, I would probably agree with you on that. Um, where do, how, how is the green, though, tied with Islam? Is it part of the flag or what? It's the official color of Islam, and if you look at the Islamic nations, most of them have green in their flags or an entirely green flag. Very interesting. Um, uh, right. uh, could you flip real quick? Uh, I don't have my Bible here. Could you flip quick to the green horse and read what it does? Wait a minute. You don't have read? your sword with you, my friend? No, I do, but I have my glasses. Shame on you. Okay, I do have it here. I got my sword, but I don't have my glass. And also, you'll listen so to You better have your sword read. with you. I mean, now listen, you better have okay, your sword. Okay, I got it right here. It's part of the full right. armor. <laughs> when the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Well, it's supposed to be green. His rider was named Death, and Hades was okay. following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts. Of the earth, if you notice, Hades is the only one following. Uh, it, it follows only the fourth horse. That's because uh, it has to do with converting to Islam. People that convert to Islam will go to hell. Wow! How do you I was just posting your there? your chops there, Zoe. But I just want to insert that. <laughs> we got to make this up I, a little I, bit. I, I take the um, rebuke, brother. I got to have my sword right hand me all yeah, the time. Michael, listen, this is serious stuff, though. Um, that's exactly right. Uh, if a person does not know Jesus Christ, there is no other way to heaven. He's the only name written under heaven by which man may be saved. So a, a Muslim, as they are now, uh, they're not going to make it to heaven under that. And if you commit, you uh, you basically deny Christ and you convert to Islam, okay? Folks, you've denied Christ, and he will deny you or I before his father. And so uh, if they give you the choice to convert or take your head off, let them chop the head. It'll be a quicker way to glory. Plus you yeah. get the martyr's reward. Know, yeah. Right. What's interesting, though, it says one-fourth. Now, if you add up how many, Shannon, how many billions of people? 6.2 billion on the earth? Close right, to 6 right? billion, I heard. Like that? Is that right? Okay, so if you were to take one-fourth of that, how many people will the Ottoman Empire, the green Muslim armies, when they're launched, kill? That's a million. That's uh, that's well, one point five more, billion. More people on the planet than than that at the time, uh, but uh, six point five divided by uh, uh, four is uh, one point six. That's about how many Muslims are on the planet now, uh, and, and and they're growing. Of course, the global population will be growing as well. 
And, you know, guys, uh, what's interesting, too, is uh, clearly Revelation tells us that we're going to have a wormwood impact. We're gonna, I counted one time, I think, as many as four or five uh, impacts of various types. Um, the bottom line is some of these, they take heavy death coals when they hit. Yeah, depending on how big they are, they can they can uh, destroy the whole planet like they did the dinosaurs, according to science. Uh, now, I'm, I'm just going to throw this in real quick because I think it's important. Everybody's wondering about 2012, okay? A lot of people think it's a farce and it's, there's no truth to it. Mayans are wrong and the Chinese predicted all this stuff. But NASA, okay, and the physicist guys that are working there that are friends with my friends are actually tracking a object that's out in the solar system with a mass like six to something, six times bigger than Jupiter, okay? And it's moving towards our solar system, and it has been since the 80s, okay? And you guys say, well, I don't know about this. Well, we've been talking about it on the show. Nathan Leal's had it on his show. Benjamin's had it on his show. Several ministers, David Ellis, has been an eight-part series, Global Earth Changes, okay? This thing God has orchestrated in line with what we're talking about. This, this... This object is moving into our solar system, causing asteroids to actually dislodge from their orbits. And if you look at the moon, you say, well, why is one side of the moon all cratered? And what's going on with the craters on the Earth? Where do they come from? Well, this thing is is a 3,600-year orbit, okay, that that they predicted, okay? And the the orbit and its timing, according to the minds, is right around 2012. Now, we disagree. I know Mike and I had this discussion, and it could be 10 to 15 years out. Very true. But we all agree that within from now till 20 years from now, this thing is going to happen, okay? And you could ask the scholars. A lot of them, prophetic scholars, say it's going to happen soon. NASA says it's coming right now. So, and all these global changes, the earthquakes, the sinkholes, these fires, the shifting of gas pipes, eruptions of oil on the seabed floor, all of these things are pointing to the very thing that NASA has tracked and said that's moving. It's affecting the whole solar system. It's heating up the Earth's core. Uh, the uh, the uh, magnetosphere is cracking. There's all sorts of scientific fact that this thing, this outer orbit uh, celestial object, is in fact affecting our solar system, and it will continue to get worse and worse. I'm going to so concede we, that uh, we may have the timing totally off. I mean, that I, right. I mean, I... I see through a glass darkly, I admit. You know, we thought in 1978, 79, in my family, that the Lord was coming back then. You know, you had the book when the, you know, Mary Stuart Ralphie, um, When Your Money Fells. You know, we thought every single year that uh, Christ was going to come back. You know, I I was looking for um, a nuclear attack uh, last year this time. Every single year they say, oh, this is going to be the year. Now, it might be. You've got guys like Michael Rood that, believe if the calculations they've done are correct, the tribulation starts this year, and the kickoff will be the Zechariah War. Okay? Now, I, I will concede. If, if we see that happen, then maybe the countdown is on. One thing, though, that uh, I see a lot more advanced pr- prophetic students talk about is that the return of Jesus Christ has got to coincide with the, the fall feast because he came as a fulfillment of spring feast. He returns as a fulfillment of the fall feast. And there are only certain right. dates that it could happen. So if it didn't happen now, then I think the next uh, time slot was another 20 years from now. Right. Um, now, Mike, 
You were, you were doing a research on this recently. You said uh, you did a 20-page. Tell us more about, could you disclose a little bit about the updates in your book? Well, the, uh, the fall feasts have to do with uh, no particular year, just the fact that they're in the fall. And so it could be just about any year, except for the fact that uh, I have it worked out when a particular asteroid is due to impact uh, a few weeks later, you can add, you know, 1260, and it comes to the fall feast for the destruction of the beasts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so in that, uh, I have that part worked out, uh, and it's a good uh, 20 years ahead, more than that, you know. So according to your calculations, you're believing that we have like a 20-year span before all this starts to unfold. More than, more than 20 years. <laughs> more than 20 years? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that goes against a lot of what we're hearing, but that's okay. Everybody's entitled. That's why you're writing a book, Mike. That's why yeah. you've done 30 years of research and yeah. you're uncovering things about Islam that no one's ever heard before, Mike. No one's yeah. ever put this together like you're putting it together. And it is controversial, and that's why we wanted to have you on to talk about it. And I'm sure we're going to get emails. I'm sure we're going to have other opinions, and I, I would like to continue the discussion over time about this and see how it unfolds. Well, would you probably agree that uh, nothing ever happened just instantly overnight and you've got a total fulfillment of everything? It kind of ratchets up, right? And until well, that's true. So, I mean, um, clearly some terrible things have got to happen before the return of the Lord, whether it's in a condensed period of time or... It's kind of spread out, I mean, you know, and culminate. I mean, look at uh, 9-11. How many years ago has that been? Yeah. Nine years ago. Uh -huh. uh, that's a long time. I thought it was coming to a head then. And, uh, hey, it says watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. I'm uh -huh. not in any way trying to tell people, hey, oh, we've got another 20 or 40 years, go back to sleep. I'm not saying that, folks. You know, uh, we could see the uh, the fireworks this year. You know, there, there's guys like Rick Wiles that said, you know, those that seek the Lord in fasting in the first three months of this year will be prepared for what's coming in the last three months. Nathan Leal has given warnings. Um, again, Michael Rood, these guys might be right. Okay, then again, maybe the same's going to be spread out over time. You know, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, this is means probably nothing to anybody else, but I've been given some personal prophecies, and uh, some of the stuff has happened. So I think, okay, well, this guy's been pretty correct so far. And then he'll he'll throw a a curveball in there, and he'll tell me something about my son for a future date that he'll grow up in the ministry. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, we don't have that kind of time. He's only 12. <laughs> and uh, you know, you had Brother Gino Schmidt from Hand of Help the other day. He gave a word of prophecy on somebody that he said the Lord is telling you to have children. And I'm thinking, well, why would you have children this time? So guys, I I don't even know. Uh, I don't have any of that figured out. I just know we better be ready. <laughs> If we got more time, that's gravy, I guess, right? But uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not well, saying that it couldn't happen, know, though. The main thing about this message, really, why would God write Revelation? Why would the Lord write Revelation? Why would he give us a key and say to Daniel, it's locked up for the last day? And mm -hmm. then now it's being unveiled. The keys of Daniel's scroll have been unlocked. Everybody's talking about it. All the great men of God are, are seeing into the timing of Daniel, and we're beginning to understand the day we live in. And it says, they that have understanding will instruct many. We're commanded 
to do? Who has understanding to instruct many? Why would God want to instruct many about this time? Because he doesn't want us to be taken unaware. The Lord never wanted his people to be in darkness. He wanted them to be led into all truth, okay? Uh, That would be by his spirit revealing the words that are written. They're in symbolism. Well, the reason why is because he doesn't want everybody to know. He only wants his remnant, the people he's calling to see the truth here. All right? To everybody else, it's, the book is locked. They can read it. It's a story. It doesn't make sense. It's shut down. And uh, God is unveiling this uh, understanding to, to those that are seeking. And what we're supposed to do with that to those under us is to teach and to bring understanding to these things. So one of the exciting things about the pale horse that I never understood was that it was connected to Islam, and now that it is, a lot of things make sense. A lot of it's starting to come together. More understanding is being brought. And each year that goes by, we're going to learn more and more about this, this book that we're supposed to understand. And uh, why, why are we learning it? To prepare. Got to be prepared. Got to be ready because if it comes and you're not ready, you'll be taken by surprise, swept up in deception, swept up in delusion. You might even take this mark or... You know, uh, take the Muslim belief system and, and, and surrender to it, thinking it's okay, oh, we're going to do this. No, 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 no. you got to know that this is the enemy. You are not to take or to lead into any socialistic uh, world religious system. Uh, they're trying to blend the religions together, make it all new age, one, one world. No, no, no. We have to stand strong, stand separated, and, and, and that's going to separate us and actually get us into trouble that we actually step away from this world religious system that's beginning to want to take dominion over God's people, and we've got to separate from it. And this is the thing that gets us beheaded, my friends. This is the thing that gets us imprisoned. This is the thing that gets the persecution of the saints going, is that we actually separate from it. We actually see it for what it is. We say no, we resist it, and we become persecuted. That's what the Bible says will happen to the true remnant of Christ. Correct. And and I'm not saying you you give an Islam. No, I'm not saying that at all. When I said uh, talking about picking up the sword, I'm talking about, you know, if, if you're an American listening to this right now and, and uh, you know, you've got military troops knocking at your door. You know, you can't fight against the government. We weren't called to do that. Um, would I go over and pick up an M16 and uh, fight against uh, Arab invaders in Israel right now? Absolutely. In fact, I volunteered one time. They told me I could drive a... <laughs> A forklift in the warehouse, that's all that they'll let American do. Uh, I do believe in protecting your country, protecting your family. I'm just talking about in a specific scenario where we're under a New World Order Mark of the Beast system. And, uh, you know, that is coming, folks. Uh, some of us will be in the camp. Some will lose the heads. Many will lose the heads, okay, to the Muslims. Um, some will foolishly decide to fight the New World Order. And uh, they'll die by the sword. And uh, and there'll be some that escape to the end to see the return of Jesus Christ. Now I believe he doesn't come back to the last trump. I believe the last trump is the end. If I'm wrong, we get out here early. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. My grandmother disagrees with me. She says there's going to be some fruit gatherings. Some still believe that they have uh, first class t- tickets on the the first train out of here. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I really hope this thing is sooner than later because look, I don't know how I'm going to make it next month. Let alone another 20 years, Mike. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. already bad enough, brother. Um, everything is collapsing around us. Do you think we could really make it another 20 years? Oh, yeah. The problem is, 
the Great Tribulation is going to be a lot more than just this uh, Islam stuff. There's a, a number of Bible passages and other prophecies that speak about this time as a time of testing. God is going to use it to specifically bring pressure and trouble upon the humans of this world uh, to test us. And, and then that's when the, the quality of his chosen will really shine. To see if we will faint, in other words, uh, or if we'll be offended? The true uh, uh, dedicated uh, chosen few will shine like gold in the tribulation. Oh, man, why do I have to agree with you on that? I really do believe uh, God is um, preparing us to be sifted. We're being sifted. Uh, people are going to be offended. Yeah. Offended yeah. for the persecution that's coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, many are going to faint. Um. Man, I wish it didn't have to happen in my lifetime, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to have a couple kids and some dogs, you know? How, how old are you? I'm 40. Oh. Okay, it'll be in your lifetime. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. I know. Hey, Mike, talk about the seal. I, I know God has a special seal that he puts over his people to protect them, to give them protection. I mean, that's kind of encouraging that God himself is going to pour out a seal upon those that are living in this hour. Talk about that. Well, I, I believe that at the start of the tribulation, or before it starts, uh, God is going to uh, judge uh, Christianity. I believe that's what that seal represents. And, and those chosen few uh, to go in the rapture will be sealed and protected during the tribulation, and they'll be told, go here, go there, to avoid a natural disaster or, or an, an army invasion. And other people, they, they won't get that. But those that are sealed will get that divine uh, guidance and protection. You mean to say that uh, God will even call people into the wilderness once again? Like he led them out of Israel the first he, time in Egypt? He very well could, uh, but there's so many of them and uh, that... It, it, you know, he'll probably say, you know, go to this particular city because it's going to be safe there. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be in the actual wilderness. Well, I believe that. I mean, you know, God can protect you and hide you even in plain sight. I believe that, you know, it does say that people are going to see the return of Christ uh, as he's coming back in the in the clouds. Um You know, at the last Trump, uh, again, if you... if to understand the return of the Lord, you've got to know the timing of the last trump. Now, that could be debatable when the last trump is, but I see it way at the very end. Um, yeah. Plus or minus 45 days of the day of the Lord when, you know, if you listen to Monty Judah, he says the last six months on this planet uh, is going to be total darkness. Uh, I don't think it'll be uh, six months, but it'll be uh, uh, several days of total darkness. But I believe the rapture will take place uh along with the Feast of Trumpets. That's what a number of people are, are, are teaching and believing because it has no real purpose other than uh, to wake people up and get them ready for the Day of, of Atonement ten days later, which is the Day of Judgment. Huh. Zoe? Yeah, well, the thing that I'm, that I'm seeing, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking of this asteroid, okay? No, no I mean... You know, when you grow up in Christianity, whether it's Catholic or Protestant, just your average, nobody ever reads to you that there's going to be an asteroid impact somewhere on the Earth. I mean, whoever, 
we have a Christian Bible. Whoever wrote and told us that, you know, in our lifetime that we were going to be uh, hit with asteroids, okay, and that that was part of the part of the tribulation. And now, this is all new stuff to a lot of people. But the fact is, it, it, you see what's happening right now with some of the uh, the the, uh, the Earth changes. We, we say it's global warming, but it really is. It's solar warming. It's the planet. Planets. All the planets NASA is saying are warming. It's all heating up, and they're saying it's coming from an object moving. Mayans predicted it. Several other cultures predicted it. It is really coming. They made a joke out of it with 2012. They kind of threw it in the face as, as this gimmick. But no, in fact, they were the Hollywood. They were warning us because a lot of the elite know that this is coming. Come on, Shannon. You know they're building bases right now, government bases. All well, there's over no the doubt planet. about it. They, they have known about this since the 80s. It was announced in U.S. News and World Report. Okay, that this planet was seen, and now they've been tracking it, and they're saying NASA that in another year or two it will be visible in the lower southern sky. Okay, so in another Possible. year or so, the whole Earth is going to know that this is coming. What do you think is going to happen when they find out that this is going to affect our planet? Mass riots, mass takeovers, Islam rising, absolutely. So mm -hmm. this whole thought of this thing being real, really being real, okay, because the Bible says it is, and these. This 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 um, object flings asteroids out of its orbit. It doesn't come close enough itself, but the magnetic force and mass of this thing is so tremendous, it actually shifts the Earth's poles, and it shifts several other planets' poles, too. And it's happened before in history. You can go back and trace it in Egypt during the plagues. The dinosaurs, it has come in a 3,600-year orbit, as Benjamin Baruch was so uh, eloquent to describe, from his uh, declassified information from NASA, that he, he laid it out. And he even gave us a time frame when he first spoke about it. So this stuff is out in the open. It's, it's, it's being spoken of, and, and it's no joke. So what I'm saying is that we're learning about where we're headed, that we're in this thing, and it's, and it's ramping up, and it's not, it's not going to slow down. It's only going to get worse. So you're going to see more earthquakes around the Earth. You're going to see earthquakes here in the United States. You're going to see uh, things happen with rising water levels. Part of this thing is a rising water level. Uh, Shannon, you know the government has a map, okay, that, a map that rewrites the entire coastlands. Uh, uh, did we not yeah, the, uh, that map? The, the Navy commissioned that, and John Moore spoke about it. Uh, folks, right. it is a fact that uh, the government has been preparing, um, at least as recently as 2005, and I believe it goes back uh, much earlier, but my sources told me 2005, the freeze-dried machines were running around the clock, and there was a period of time where you couldn't even get Alpine or Mountain House Foods if you wanted to because of the government contracts. The largest freeze-dried manufacturer uh, or, or source for purchasing them in the United States, a good friend of mine, told me that uh, governments of the world and this country were buying all the high-quality freeze-dried protein they could, a.k.a. chicken, steaks even ground beef, and they were putting it underground. Okay, this was back in 2005, five years ago. Um, it's called continuity of government. It's called the shadow government, as Al Cubbett brought out. It's uh, what the, the true role of FEMA is. FEMA is not about mud and flood. Okay, FEMA is about continuity of government, and they have no plan for you and I. The only plan is to put the elite underground, heads of state, military leaders, etc., and they're preparing for something. You know, uh, look at uh, even the last couple of days, guys, the announcement that 
a planet was sighted. They're calling it the Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yeah, I read about that. I read about that. Okay, yeah. they they yeah. say that uh, you know hey, they've solved this planet, and we take that for fact. I believe they actually have found one. So, um, is it any surprise that you could wake up and they're going to make the announcement that uh, they have this uh, inbound body that's uh, on a uh, collision path with the this world, or it's going to be coming close enough orbit to disrupt things? Well, I believe they already said, know that. Jesus said there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars. Yep. And he also said that this, the planets will be shaken. And then he also said that when these things happen, we should raise our heads because our redemption draws near. That's exactly so true. But I, this, this celestial object that's approaching is part of the great tribulation. God ordained it in the foundation of the world. Jesus, when he was on the earth, said, he said there'd be famines. He said it would be like birth pains. Now think about birth pains for a second. Birth pain is something that starts real slow, real, real gentle. All of a sudden it starts to build, and next thing you know it comes closer and more frequent and closer, and the breathing starts, and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose in a woman's body. And it's like, there it comes. Well, he said that's what, that's what the end of the age would be like. So think about the, the approaching orbit of a giant celestial object that had the power to rock this planet and the planets around. Exactly what they're describing. It comes closer and closer in its orbit. It's scientific. As it moves closer with its magnetic mass, it affects the Earth greater and greater until it's peaking as they say, the minds record a peaking of this thing. And then think about it. Then it says, behold, I saw an angel standing in the sun with the power to scorch the earth. Interesting. Okay, so symbolically, we see an angel giving, having power over our sun to scorch the earth. Well, in essence, that's the judgment of God again. When this mass moves, it affects our sun. Our sun has been nuts lately. In 2006, it was solar minimum, it was a solar maximum. Sun flares, all sorts of things are happening to our sun. Why? Why? It's scientific. The reason why is this object's moving and it's affecting our sun. Well, eventually, the Bible says it'll affect our sun so incredibly that it'll put out giant EMP blasts, okay, that are going to scorch hundreds of thousands of acres on the planet. That's what it says. So... Let's just think about it just in scientific terms. Our God is scientific. Elements, gravity. He's, he's a genius. So he orchestrated the entire thing to culminate at a certain time in history, to judge the wicked, to bring the saints to a perfect bride without spot or wrinkle, and to judge the apostate church. Simultaneously, he's doing all this because he knows. Wow. He knows exactly what he's doing. And it's ugly. It really is ugly. But you know what the end result is? A purification of God's holy remnant. And that's really what it's all about, folks. To be pure and holy, to go through this thing, to be purged, purified, and sanctified like the bride is supposed to be without spottering. Well, I know that if the truth of what we're talking about tonight was uh, preached on the uh, the major networks, nobody would be supporting ministries. Like Jack oh. Benepe and others, because uh, you know they say, yeah, we believe these things are coming, but they tell people, you know, don't worry about it. You're not going to be here yeah. if you're saved. You know, folks, uh, I, don't, I don't read that. I read that what Jesus said, that uh, signs that would happen before his return, okay, would include a great falling away, the Antichrist be revealed, and many of you will be delivered up to the death. I don't think we get out of here message. that easy. Not a popular message. 
But you oh, know no, what? Bob, it's the truth. It's the but, truth. And you know what? The Bible says that there would be delusion in the last day. So great a delusion of the truth that if it were possible, if it were, even the elect could be deceived. Now, how great will the deception be in this hour, spiritually speaking, blindness, that people can't even hear what we're saying? They don't even know the times they live in. They don't even recognize the, 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 uh, the, that we're at the door. See, we're talking about something that you won't hear anywhere else. We're uncovering stuff that most people w- w- don't even, can't even talk about. You know, churches won't even, even mention it because they don't, they're in delusion. Mike, uh, how much time do you have remaining? Do you, uh, are you able to stay with us a little bit longer? Uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't want to stay past 12 o'clock. Okay. Um, I'm going to give out the number. If anybody would like to call in and speak to Mike or Zoe, the number is 917-889-2745. Again, 917-889-2745. I'll open up the lines if you'd like to speak uh, to Mike or Zoe. Uh, Mike, give out your website address, please. It's uh, Bible. Uh, prophecy revealed. Us. Now, do you have a book in print, or you did, and it's being revised? What's the status on your book? Well, I, I haven't technically put it out. Uh, I've been uh, printing, I guess, what you would call proof copies. Uh, I had it for sale on my website, and uh, a few copies were sold. Uh, but I've been working on it, and so I took it off of, uh, took it out of sale completely. So that I can completely revise it and add several chapters. Well, Mike, I tell you, I like your attitude, my friend. You're a humble guy. Uh, you're clearly uh, very learned. And uh, hey, you know, some people say they know everything that there is, and I, I'm here to say uh, I, I know just you know just a very small um, piece of what's going to go down. I just know that uh, you know, thank God that we can come on a program like this and we can share our opinions. Uh, you know, soon it'll be face to face. I think it would be undeniable the time that we're in. It could kick off this year, folks. It could be another 20 years. I just don't know. But we better be ready uh, when that day comes, um, still in our faith that we're not going to deny Christ. Amen. Hey, you want to take a five minutes so I grab some water and uh, maybe you play that audio clip of the demographics uh, clip that we got? Absolutely. We're going to go to a break here, and then we're going to be back on uh, with Mike Fortson. And Zoe Mortal. And uh, we've got a great program tonight. The website of Michael is BibleProphecyRevealed.us. Um, Mike, if someone wanted to contact you, is there an email address that they could reach you at if they had some questions? Yeah, it's at the bottom of my, my website, uh, but it's uh, OKMike77 at Yahoo.com. Pretty easy to remember. Okay, that's cool. So, folks, stand by. Uh, we'll be back. And if you'd like to call in and speak to Mike or Zoe, you've got a question about what we're talking about tonight, the approaching apocalypse, the number is 917-889-2745. And uh, let me find this clip. I have uh, it here somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Zoe, I'm adding so many clips, it's lost in my stack here. I'm embarrassed to say that. Bear with me. We will find All it. All right. I'm mad at hell, too, and I'm not going to take any more. So let's go back to this program, and uh, let's get Michael back on the line with Zoe, and let's get to the bottom of this and get some truth here. All right, gentlemen, you are back on the Mega Man Radio Show. Thank you for uh, staying with me into the wee hours of the morning. 
Uh, I don't have my club in. Right? We'll we coffee here, minutes. but ten, ten minutes. I'm drinking my hot tea, and uh, we've got uh, as many hours as you want to go. I can go six hours at a stretch if you want to do it. Now we have to have mercy on the listening audience, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know, I know you're uh, you're out there in the backside of the desert with nothing to do but preach, but. We got to get. I got to take. I'm getting a plane ride tomorrow. I'm going to New York City. Praise God. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's I'm right. Doing, I'm going to be ministering the Elijah Challenge, which oh, is yeah. a, uh, a tremendous seminar training that we've done with William Lau, and uh, I'm excited about it. It's probably going to be our biggest seminar. We have several different ministry churches and people that have need healing. It's a healing authority to heal and deliver seminar. Powerful things have happened. And uh, it's going to be on Saturday in Long Island, New York, at uh, Key to Faith Ministries um, at 1 p.m. So keep us in prayer. Um, it's going to be exciting. We get to meet uh, Johnny Oba and Matthew, Prophet Matthew and Rodrigo, all the brothers. So I'm looking forward to that. I get to see my family, my mom and dad, and and uh, sisters, and I'm just excited about it. So hey, that's all. Amen. Amen. Yeah. What part of the country are you in, Mike? Are you in Texas too? I'm in Oklahoma. Oh, you're in Oklahoma? Yeah. Now, have you ever been up to um, to Monte Judas Church up there? No. Yeah, he's um, he's big into the, uh, the the Feast of the Lord, and uh, I believe he's got some of the truth over there. Um, I wouldn't agree with everything that he comes out with, but uh, I believe that he's got a, a good portion of it. Yeah, I'd like to go up there and meet them one day. They're up in your neck of the woods. Oklahoma, that's a great place uh, where the Buffalo yeah. roam. Yeah. Uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I was there one time. Yeah, that's beautiful place. That. Really? Yeah, Lawton. Yeah, we we climbed. Uh, we did a jog up the hill at Fort Sill <laughs> back when I was in junior ROTC. But that was that was when I was fifteen, well, sixteen. Yeah, let's not give out our specific our specific addresses. You know, this this topic that we've spoken about is highly uh, volatile. If you know what I mean? This is like serious stuff. You know, I think they uh, they came after what's his name when they he threatened to burn the Koran. You know. So anytime we talk about this stuff and unveil the truth about Islam, I mean, you know, we're, we're marked men. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I look at it. So, uh, well, they're I'm, definitely I'm, very I'm, sensitive. I am in an undisclosed location right now. <laughs> uh, well, praise God. Um, yeah, you've got a really cool website. I went over and checked it out today. I like the graphics over there. Um, Mike, give out your website again for those just tuning in. It's a Bible prophecy revealed dot us dot us, and I would encourage everybody to go up there. Mike's got some cool videos too. Uh, they've got one called the Muslim Demographics that we played in the uh, the beginning of this show. You know, it is true, guys. Uh, places like uh, Britain right now, they're fast approaching the fifty percent mark. Where a day very soon, they're going to have more Muslims than they are going to have. You know, native board Britannians, or whatever you call yourselves over there, Britannians or England Terrans, or you know, you get my point though, because uh, the Muslims are going out and having seven, eight, nine uh, kids per family. Uh huh. They're as prodigious as rabbits, and uh, I don't mean that uh, uh, racist people. I'm just telling you a, a fact of the matter is that um, when you've got a a religion of Islam and they're t- having eight, nine kids. And then you've got a Christian family that are boarding their children, like they do here in America, in some families. Uh, I didn't stutter. I really said that. 
Uh, folks, we've killed 40 to 60 billion children here. And many of them have been killed in Christian homes. But uh, my point is, is when you slaughter your next generation, okay, it's not long before you're going to see a uh, imbalance there. Even the Mexicans that come over the border, first thing they do is they have multiple kids. They're called anchor babies. And again, I'm not uh, I'm not racist. Okay, we have Mexicans in our family, we have uh, blacks in our family, we have Vietnamese in our family, we have Colombians in our family. So nobody ever better dare call me a racist. Okay, I'll set you straight on that. You know, racism is from the devil. But what I'm making a point is true. There are definitely certain ethnic groups, certain religious groups, that are having no kids at all or aborting their kids, and you're having a major imbalance to the point that you're going to have 50% Muslims in England, then you're going to have 60%, and then they're going to take over the parliament, and they're going to put everybody under Sharia law. Am I uh, far from the truth, Mike? Well, they're going to try. Uh, there are uh, ancient uh, Catholic prophecies go back several hundred years that say uh, France and England are both going to have civil wars, but they will uh, uh, come out the victors. Now, what has happened in France? Uh, they've had riots over the last ten years that have basically shut down the whole transportation systems over there as the Muslim youth got up there and rioted in certain cities and they were burning street blocks and buildings. Yeah, something like 10% of the population is Muslim or more uh, in France right now. Of course, it's going to just keep growing. And they're very militant, folks. Um, again, if they believe the Koran, they have to take your head off eventually. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, and um, it's, not a, it's not a religion of peace or love. It's a religion of hate. Yet it seems Christians always get their rap that, uh, you know, we don't love anybody. But I, I don't know of any Christians going around cutting heads off right now. Yeah, the Catholic Church did a lot of damage, but, again, that's not our modus operandi is to take your head off if you don't come to Jesus Christ. So um, it's scary when you look at that Muslim demographics and you see what's going on. Yeah. But uh, at that, uh, Zoe, did you have any final questions uh, for Mike? Well, yeah, actually, I wanted to ask Mike, um, since we're closing out the show here in a few minutes, I wanted to ask Mike, what what last final comments do you have? What's on your heart? If you wanted to say something about the book or, you know, what you want to say to the people after everything we discussed and what your message would be to those that, uh, you know, that want to learn more about this, what what would it be? Well, uh I, uh, I'm, I'm still working on the book, and I'm, I hope to have it out by around January the 1st. But uh, the Bible says that uh, Jesus commands us to watch the signs. Yes. The reason is because uh, we're going to be here when those signs take place. And, and, and ooh, lots of uh, dangerous times are coming, and we'll have to watch the signs in order to be able to protect ourselves. Uh and we, we we really need to prepare in advance for the Great Tribulation because we're going to go through it. And Amen to that. It, it's going to be a time of testing. And, and, and that means Christians are going to be tested. And that means they're going to suffer. And uh, the faith is going to be tested. And uh, But he's given us plenty of warning. And so uh, if we prepare now... Uh, then we won't have to suffer so much. What do you uh, recommend in terms of preparation, Mike? 
Well, I would, I would not be in a large city because uh, when the infrastructure breaks down, uh, you know, they don't have enough police to uh, to keep down rioting and, and all of that, and then there'll be a breakdown of electricity and and all food, and uh, you need to be in a smaller region. So I would agree. You know, the, the center of the country better than the coast. And right. Well, let me just make a quick comment, Mike, on that. Um, because the map has been rewritten, folks, the map has been rewritten. Government has rewritten the map because of the floods that are coming from the Planet X uh, dwarf star that's approaching. So there are the low-lying areas, and they've named, they have named states in our country that they believe will be underwater in a year or two. Okay? They've talked about Long Island, Florida, Virginia, and if you want to do the homework and Google this, you could see that the military has pulled all their military stuff away from the shores and moved it inland. It's happening all over the coastlands. Or moved to Costa Rica. Yep. Yes. Yep. So this is really happening, okay? And so if you live near a coastland or you live near a major city in the coastland or somewhere where the water level's low, you should start to research, find out more about what we're saying, do your homework, and pray. Because God is saying to flee the cities. Even David Eels gave a message, a very powerful message on Unleavened Bread Ministries about fleeing the cities. God will warn you to get out. Okay? So some of the watchmen even now, I know, that are selling their homes and moving to a safer uh, area just to get away from the coastlands. So people are starting to move. Wow. So uh, have some food, have some water on hand, uh, yep. have some sources of uh, lighting if the grid goes down. Right. Yep. Water Maybe have a way to get some news. Preferably uh, have a way to grow food because the famine is coming. Famine is coming, isn't it? Yeah. That's one of the horses, is it not? Uh, well, it says in Revelation 7 that the uh, people that go through the Great Tribulation w- will suffer uh, hunger, thirst, and scorching heat, and then you can see evidence of it in the fact that the, you know all the green grass is burned up. Well, that's going to burn up the crops too. Wow! Uh, so we need to have a victory garden, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Some long-term storage seeds, yeah. non-GMO, preferably. I bet some raw, freeze-dried raw fruits and vegetables, like juice plus uh-huh. or something. I know they got some isotonic vitamins and some things. I mean, we're not nuts, folks. This is really coming, and you've got to have preparation for your family. You've got to have it, and uh, it would be wise to get a 60-day, 30-day, you know, uh, packed under your, uh, down in your basement or in your, under your staircase. Have it ready. Amen. Don't people, don't have to go bragging about it to all the neighbors that think you're nuts, but do it, because if you're really studying the Word of God, this is going to happen, and you need to be ready. Uh, I'm not saying go nuts about it and, like, freak out, but have a, a contingency plan. If you have to leave or get away at, from the city, or if you have to go 50 miles, have some gas ready to put in your truck to get to where you need to get to to protect your family. Get a tent. Uh, get some things like that. I mean, you some can water online. Right. You have survival websites. I mean, they're all the Christian uh, uh, websites now. They're starting to put uh, survival websites where you can get these type of things, seeds and stuff. Alex Jones talks about it all the time. On Infowars.com, you can go there. and He's preparing people for this thing, too. So it's not just us, folks. It's, it's a lot of voices. 
a lot of voices. You know, there's some people that have uh, bug-out bags ready to grab at a moment's notice. You know, if you have five minutes to prepare uh, and get out, that's not a lot of time, is it? You better have your bag prepared. It may have better have some contingency plans on where to go. Maybe if it's just a rendezvous point at one of your family members' house in a neighboring city or out in the country. Uh, now's the time really to be thinking about some of these things. We might not have a lot of advance notice. Uh, you know, God could say, get up and go. He told Joseph to go in the night. They got up before dark and they were gone. They hit the road and went down to Egypt. I believe God right. will warn you. Uh, I believe he can send the warning to you. Um, but I believe he also expects us to take some action, prepare and do what we can. If we have no resources whatsoever, then then it's total reliance on God, and he'll provide a way. But, um, you know, everybody can do something. And, hey, look, if it doesn't happen, you can eat it or give it to somebody who has no food. And if you got a little, you know, you've been blessed, buy some extra, and then give it to, give it to some family or, or neighbors that have nothing. You know, uh, we can't prepare for every contingency, folks. I tried to do that one time. God told me, you know, you're nuts. You can't prepare for every contingency. It could all be taken away from you. You could be separated from your your contingency plans. It could be stolen from you. It could be taken away gunpoint. But it's also foolish to sit and do nothing because it says, My people perish for a lack of knowledge, and a wise man seeth destruction from afar and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are destroyed. So, yes, uh, I think it's the time to find out, you know, where does God want you to be? What would he have you to do? And then take some preparations. Joseph did it. Noah did it. Um, and I think we're going to probably need to do it, too. Famine is coming. And when the general alarm goes out over the airwaves, folks, it's too late. When the time prepare act comes, the time prepare is over with. They'll take the stores and they'll wipe them out in three hours flat. It happens every time there's a hurricane. Or a snowstorm up in D.C. So um, and you were right. You were right about this. The government has prepared for this, and they you. They have not included your family. They have not included anyone in your neighborhood. They've included the elite, those that can afford it. They got people that have lotteries. When this thing hits, they go on the ground. They have it all ready to go, and you're not included. So that's why God is speaking this and wants His people to be ready and prepared. Uh, to go when they need to go. Amen. There is no contingency plan for you and I, folks. The government has not has abandoned all of those way back when. There are no bomb shelters. The civil defense program was disbanded, and all the uh, rad detectors were sold off with surplus. I'm sorry if you're just now finding that out, but the government doesn't really care. The best they may offer you is a food line, a one-way into the Superdome, and they'll hand you an MRE as you go in. And some of those people went in, we've never heard from them again. We don't know where they're at. Uh, you do not want to be getting in a line at a FEMA way station. Okay, remember, they want to take the Earth population out of 500 million. That means they've got to kill 5.5 billion people. That's the plans of the New World Order. And there's going to be extermination camps. I'm not here to put a spirit of fear in you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. But he also gave us a brain in between our ears. And, um, you know, if you believe the warning, then the next question is, what do I do to prepare? Well, that's something you need to ask God about. But this is the general advice. The general command is, do what you can, and having done all, stand. Do I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. (laughs) 
Uh, Mike, it was a pleasure to have you on tonight. God bless you. Give out your website one more time, please. Uh, BibleProphecyRevealed.us. Mike's a good man. Mike, you're welcome on the show anytime. We look forward to having you back on again. Uh, the Lord bless you. And uh, would you let us know when the book is out? I'd like to order a copy. All right. I sure will. God bless you, Mike. All right. Thanks a lot. Stand by, Zoe. Zoe okay. Mortal. Zoe, give out the uh, the contact information again, please, for uh, this weekend's uh, Elijah Challenge up in New York. Right. It's uh, Farmingdale, New York, Key to Faith Ministries. Um, and you can go and Google or type in keytofaith.com, and you can go and look up. It's Pastor Sal and Dana Terramini is the host, and um, we're expecting great things to happen. I'm sure if you tune in Sunday night to the uh, the uh, campfire chat we have, we'll probably be discussing what God had done with Johnny Ova. So tune in Sunday night for that uh, for that update. Also, don't forget, we'll be on Watchman Radio. I will be with Rich Keltner in the studio. Praise God. I haven't been in the studio in about a year. I'll be in there with Joseph Chizinski, a powerful deliverance minister. Uh, if you need to be free and healed or delivered from anything that you're suffering from, please tune in. Because uh, Joseph will be praying, I'm sure, a prayer for you. All right. I, I got one question. Zoe, Eddie, my... one second. Yes. You can reach me at Zoe, Z-O-E-E-D-D-I-E, at Facebook. Anyone has any questions about tonight or want you know email me about anything they have concerning this subject matter, just just hit me up on Facebook. Be glad to talk to you about it. I want to know if they have freeze-dried cheeseburgers and pizza. Uh, well, I like to have some comfort food in the tribulation period. You know, when the time comes, I can't get the double stack with cheese and the chili for two forty-four at Wendy's. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be happening. The fast food stuff's going to be gone. You know, you better better get White Castles freeze. You can buy a whole case of White Castle uh, and keep it keep it froze. You know, for the trip. You gotta have something in there, man. Them. You know, some M and M's or something. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it, but listen. Um, Back to the Elijah Challenge. Yes, folks, if you're up yes. in the New York area, you need to go out there because what is the Elijah Challenge in a nutshell, Zoe? Yeah. What is it? I mean, it is a time of uh, learning your authority that Jesus gave yeah, you. It's teaching the believers that, that we have a Jesus commanded the 12 and he commanded the 70 to go out, and they noticed that demons were subject uh, to Christ's name uh, as they commanded and used his name with authority. Healings happened at their hands. These guys were just disciples. They were commissioned and spoke to by Jesus to go forth. And now um, that ministry is resurrecting. Uh, the, the average Christian didn't believe that they could actually heal people or move in a deliverance. But yes, the Great Commission was to cast out devils, heal the sick, uh, speak in new tongues, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and uh, tread on serpents scorpions, which is spiritual warfare. And uh, 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 then finally discipling or uh, uh, procreating uh, into another believer what you what you have gotten from the Lord, and that's what He asks us to do. We believe to do that. We bring you up, we train you, we say, okay, now lay hands on this person and command them to be healed. And we see people after the training praying for their brother who has a sickness, eye problem, back injury, sick diabetes, whatever it is, and they command. I command in the name of Jesus to diabetes to, 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 to go. And we've watched God move just by the word of authority and the must seed of faith that God commanded everybody to operate in. And he's restoring his believers 
to the fullness of this ministry, and we're excited. It's called the Great Commission, and the saints of God are being equipped to actually move out. And at the end of our seminar, we take you out to the streets, and we actually demonstrate how the Lord heals. And you can see unsaved people, literally unsaved people at a train station be healed before they even receive Christ. God actually loves them so much that he's willing to demonstrate his power in healing before they ever even receive him. And most often, they actually are are prayed for, and they receive the Lord, and they repent, and they come to know him right then and there from the miracle. So God actually will will use you to go out and touch those that don't even know about Christ by the healing power of his word. Amen to that, Ben. Um, just uh, to date this show, this has been a live program, Mega Man Radio. Tony Curtis died today. I don't oh, know if anybody wow. uh, read that. Uh, I hope that he knew Jesus Christ. I liked uh, Tony Curtis, great actor. You yeah. know, folks, um, it's appointed unto every man the death, and then comes a judgment. You know, I wonder if he even knew his his time was up. Who, who knows when our time is up? Uh, there's some terrible things coming down the pike, and we could. You know, go out before any of it kicks off. But we better be ready to meet Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. If we don't know that, it doesn't matter what else we've done. It's all in vanity. Because, uh, you know, eternity is for keeps. You're going to be in one place or the other. In heaven with God or in hell with the devil. Well, so, uh, the, key, the key is just to be busy doing the Lord's work. I mean, if you were to die tomorrow or a year from now, what would you want to be found doing? Sitting around on your couch playing video games? Uh, waste not telling your neighbors that God loves them, not doing anything for anybody? No. You'd want to be found, if you are a believer, you want to be found pleasing the Lord. And what pleases the Lord in this hour is those that share their faith and and are doing something good for the planet, helping, all right, and doing what Jesus commanded us to do in the Beatitudes, you know, to love your neighbor, to show peace. I mean, these are things we can do on our job and, and touch people. Uh, you know, be bold, be be open to be, to let people know that the Lord is changing your life for a good thing, and, and don't be afraid of that. And and that's what He wants to find His people doing when this goes down. And even more so when these times come, people, they're going to be running to and fro and not going to have answers. But we will have the answers. They'll come to us in droves, wanting to know. And then we'll give them comfort. That's what it's all about. So the preparation is not just for your family to be protected, but it's also to be a blessing to others when it happens and a covering and a refuge so we can be a a comfort, you know. And there's got to be a lot of people out there that are going to know, calm down, you know, this is what the Lord is doing, you know. Almost like when Israel, when when the, the spirit of death in Israel was hovering over the town and all of them huddled in the homes, they said, come on in real quick. Come in the house, put the blood over the doorpost, and you'll be protected. They drag people in off the streets, their loved ones, to protect them from the angel of death that was going through Egypt. That's exactly what the Lord's going to do again. When this great tribulation comes, he's going to have us open our homes and protect those that want to know and come under a covering. So that's what I think we should be doing. Amen. Amen. And uh, shouts out to all our friends out there, Marcus in England, Sarah. I see we've got some listeners uh, live right now from Japan. Um, Whoa. Oh, hi. Bonsai. That's the only words I remember. When, when I lived in Okinawa at the age of two. But, uh, hey, listen, uh, before we go, uh, I wanted to know if you would lead us in prayer, Zoe, 
Uh, and let's lift up uh, Pastor Carl Henderson's wife. Folks, yeah. for those of you that do not know Carl Henderson, mighty man of God, him and his wife are missionaries, American missionaries to the Philippines. Uh, they've been doing uh, crusades over there, Elijah Challenge style. They've been doing deliverance crusades, seen many people delivered from evil spirits, set free by Jesus Christ. And they were back on a, br- a brief respite here in America, taking a little vacation. They were asked to preach. So, you know, if you're asked to preach and you're a man of God, you're going to preach. So he went out and preached. They saw deliverances in the services, demons manifesting, saying, how did you, you know, where did you come from? How do you know this? You know, um, many churches in deception don't understand that a Christian can have a demon, but the good news is you can be set free in Jesus' name. And lo and behold, his wife gets attacked. Yes. Ends up in the hospital, and uh, we believe it's a witchcraft attack, my friends, that uh, she's come under. And uh, she went in with stomach pain, and they think it could be cancer. Well, we're going to bind that up right now, Shannon. My battery's dying. I don't want to lose you. And if I do lose you, uh, you continue the prayer. Amen. Let's, Go for uh, it, my let's, friend. Let's just lift up. Father, we come before you, your throne right now, Lord. We thank you for the words spoken, Lord. We ask you to seal the words that are spoken in the yes. hearts of your people under the sound of my voice. Father, I bind all fear and anxiety that might have come on any believer that's here yes. the first time that's in, that's in fear. I bind it, Lord. I speak peace to the room. I speak peace to the atmosphere now, Lord. We are not to receive the spirit of fear over anything that is to come, but, but actually instruction, Lord, that would give us strength, that would give us hope and, yes. and a sense, of, a sense of, um, of, of connection to you, O oh God. And we pray, Lord, that that's what, what these words tonight that spoken will do to the believers that hear, O oh God. And, Father, Lord, we come before you now for, for all brothers uh, in the TEC Challenge, Lord, uh, Carl Henderson, his wife, Selena. But we, we just cover them now in the blood of your son, Lord God. We all agree, Lord God, now that they would be healed and delivered, that this would be a testimony in the making of your love and mercy towards Selena, God, that you would go in and, and separate that cancer, Father God. We just... Speak to that cancer now in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to dry up and to shrivel and to have no power. To every cell, we speak restoration right now. We speak healing right now to the cells of her body right now. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Cancer or anything that bind it now, we command it out of her body in the name of Jesus. The saints of God agree. We touch Yes, and I think uh, we have lost Zoe. Uh, yes, we have. Um, I'm going to continue with that. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, in agreement with Brother Zoe and the believers out there, we lift up Pastor Carl Henderson's wife. We bind the spirit of infirmity. We rebuke the spirit of cancer. Any disease, loose her now in the name of Jesus Christ and go to Jesus to be judged before your time. We stand in the gap for her and we break off of her all witchcraft attacks. And I'm I'm praying also for the listeners out there who have been involved in witchcraft attacks or witchcraft. We stand in the gap right now and break all generational curses of witchcraft. Loose the people of God, you foul spirits. I bind up all spirits of witchcraft and I command you to go in Jesus' name. Leave the people of God right now. I bind all spirits of infirmity. Come out of the people of God right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord rebuke you, you foul spirits. I apply the blood of Jesus to the listeners out there. The blood of Jesus sets men free. I'm asking God that you would loose warrior angels down right now to stand guard over Sister Henderson, 
the listeners out there for their protection. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells sent against her and the listeners right now. I break them off, the people of God, in Jesus' name. Command them to go back to where they came from sevenfold. I bind all demonic spirits, all witchcraft attacks, all astral projection attacks. I bind you in Jesus' name. Loose the people of God right now. Go back to where you came from sevenfold. I'm asking God for a hedge of protection around the people of God. A wall of fire in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5. Again, I plead the blood of Jesus. Sprinkle the blood of Jesus over the listeners out there tonight. And I want to praise you, God, right now for what you're doing. For Sister Henderson, even now as we speak, and for the listeners. And I thank you, God, for this time of fellowship. Again, we rebuke all spirits of fear. Loose the people of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And I'm asking, God, that you would help us not to be deceived, but open our eyes to the lateness of the hour and help us to be ready for what's coming. And I want to give you the praise, the honor, and glory, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to say special thanks to Mike. Thank you, Mike Fortson, for coming on tonight. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation there. Go check out Michael's website, BibleProphecyRevealed.us. You can also contact Mike at OK, that's OK, Mike, M-I-K-E, 77, at Yahoo.com, and it is in the list of notes. Uh, with regards to... Um, the rest of the week, wow, today's it's already Friday, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. We're going to have John Franklin on. He will be on the program Sunday night at 8 p.m., followed by the uh, conversations on the backside of the desert, campfire chat with uh, Joseph White, a.k.a. Zoe Mortal. I'm hoping to have some other guests on as well. We're going to have Dr. Pat Holliday on Saturday night, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. for the School of Deliverance. We're going to be opening up lines for prayer. If you need prayer, if you need deliverance, if you need a healing, God is able to do it. Jesus Christ is able to heal you, to deliver you. And we're just vessels, folks. That's what this program is about. We're just servants of the Lord. You know, we open up the lines. We'll pray with you. The, the believers out there listening will, will pray. And you can be delivered. You can be set free. You can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We'll be opening up those lines. The Dedicated call-in line for all shows is 917-889-2745. You can also use that number to listen if you're going down the road on a road trip and you've got uh, long-distance capability in your cell phone. Just uh, dial that number up. You can listen. Uh, We're also um, in MP3 format, so if you didn't catch the show in its entirety tonight, you can download it. You can go to OmegaManRadio.com. You can download it there. By clicking on the RSS link, you can also download out of iTunes by subscribing. I want to thank uh, Zoe Mortal for coming on tonight. And if you're in the New York area, I would uh, invite you to come out and uh, be a part of the Elijah Challenge with Johnny Ova, Zoe Mortal, and the others. And uh, if you'd like to uh, share a testimony with me, something God has done in your life, I'd love to hear from you. My email is shannon at omegamanradio.com. You can also just uh, click on the Contact Us link up on the web page. There's uh, a question you have if uh, if you'd like to suggest a guest. Whatever it is that you would like to talk to us about, love to hear from you. Uh, please spread the word. Tell a friend. If everybody told two friends, they could go out and tell two friends. We could have uh, a million listeners in no time. 
you know, one person can make a difference. Uh, put these show links up on your Facebook page. Send them out to everybody in your email database. Tell them that you uh, have come across the most exciting podcast known to man. We praise God. Uh, and we hope to have some uh, more interesting guests. Uh, go back and check out Joseph Jasinski's interview in the archives. Fascinating show. You'll be blessed. Uh, I was. And um, John Gogan was on this week. Check out his program. Great Mass Deliverance. And we hope to have um, more guests soon coming on board. So with that, uh, I'll bid you adieu. And uh, have a good night's sleep. And I'll see you on the next edition of Omega Man Radio. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at omegamanradio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. High above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions. High above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We lose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We will lose the spirits of courage. We lose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we lose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we lose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to lose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it.